today is, well rather, this downtime takes place between October 12th and October 31st, because yeah, we're doing a Halloween hunt. <laughs> I don't I don't care if it's obvious. We're doing it anyways, because I have something cool planned. Um, Ape, you're going last. So, okay. which of the Harrisons is going first? Oh, jeez. Ah, jeez. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, golly. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh no. Jeez. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, dang. Oh, dang it. I guess oh, I'll go first. Look at that. Oh man! Oh God! God! Oh, oh man. man! Oh God! Oh God, man! Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, Colin beat you to it. Oh, did you see you go first? <laughs> yes, okay. I did. Yes. If you want to go hear first, it then I was too busy saying, "Oh man! Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go first, that's fine. But like, I volunteered. No, nope, too bad. Okay. Right. So, Grant, what are we doing today? Uh, well, Grant has sent a lot of texts to a lot of people asking them to come to, I don't know, like, his apartment would be way too small. I guess, I guess it would be the rabbi's synagogue? That would probably be the best place to do it without completely revealing to my parents right away that I'm in a wizard gang, which is something I'm still trying to avoid. You are like in huh. two separate wizard gangs. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let me see. I have the list here somewhere. Okay. So, I have invited any and all of the California Raven conglomerate that can make it. Uh, my Unfortunately for you, it's just Magpie and Emery. Everybody else is way too busy getting ready and doing their own hunts. Okay, uh, fair enough. But I'm also, like when I when I say California Ravens, I also include like Steiner and Roxanne in that. So well, yeah, Roxanne's uh, too busy to make. I'm it, glad sorry. you register on your radar. <laughs> <laughs> um, my parents, Amalia, any and all of uh. Lots of stress that can make it, including Sam. Uh, Grant, Grant would actually insist that Sam be there, give him one day off from being in gay wizard jail. <laughs> so you've got, you've got Miguel, you've got Damien, you've got Sam, you've got Imani and Lolo. You, you've got everybody who is basically like named and named. came up more than once. Matthew, Jason. Yeah. Jake from that one bomb incident because I don't know he thinks you're kind of interesting and just wants to be around you okay. some more. Yeah, like I made a lot of friends there off camera. They're all off camera, smiling, laughing along. Ho and any of the Lucy Yusia that he would think would need to come. So whoever he invites, they would also be there. It's going to be the leader, Hui Shuang. Mm -hmm. And uh, probably the political advisor, Lee Kin Kay. Okay. Just they seem like the two who would most need to be in the know of this weird shit that's happening to their newest member. Okay. What way is not coming? No, 
Leva's told what's happening, and he intentionally doesn't want to come so that he can fucking forget that Grant exists. <laughs> so, on top of those big groups, I also have uh, individually John, Ashley, Way, Morton, Damaro, Blackbird, and I'm. I've also got uh, Milo and Otis in carriers because. Who knows if they'll forget me or not. And I would prefer the cute kitty cats and weasel to not forget me. There was one that I just remembered. And the rabbi. Yeah, the rabbi is obviously there. We're in his synagogue. Yes. I mean, yeah, you're in his synagogue. Rabbi Malhado is there. There was one other that I'm desperately trying to remember. Dave, obviously. No, actually, I specifically excluded Dave from this. I, t- I told Kat in the DM when uh, they asked for the list that Dave would not even begin to register in Grant's mind. Did you say Martin already? Yes, I did say Martin. Oh, wait, I just had a thought. Hmm. Uh-huh. Um, how's Gregory going to be there? Via you. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Making sure. All right. Uh, hmm. I'm going to look at randos one last time just to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. Oh, Alyssa. Oh, Alyssa, right. Well, I, c- I consider her part of the uh, California Ravens. Okay. All right. Now, there is the issue that the Deadland Sultans and any members of the Fae Court that you might like can't be here. Yeah, unfortunately. You're probably not going to be able to get out of your contract with Tarira this way. Yeah, I figured as much. Hell, Tarira and Dweer might be so powerful that they can circumvent this shit. Yeah, I, that's kind of why Grant's not inviting either of them, because he figures, you know, the, their weird, powerful fade, they'll probably remember it either way. Oh, shit. Uh, the goblin you get in races with. Oh, yeah. Can I invite him? Oh, you know what? Since he's not one of the royals, he can come and go. Excellent. Okay, wait. I have an important question, and I did not pay attention to the entire list of people you're inviting. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you inviting Ashley? Yes. Fucking fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I even said to Kat that that they should be proud of Grant because he is inviting Ashley when this is a super easy way to just get out of his agreement with her. You've got Ashley fucking squirreled away in some side room, so she can't interact with any of these people. Uh, I actually was gonna ha- had a small speech prepared, so that way I could like get everybody caught up, because I'm sh- I'm sure some of them don't know exactly what's going on. So I'm going to encourage Ashley, please, 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 for the love of God, just don't tell anybody your last name. I'm Ashley <laughs> Blarius. <laughs> she has a look on her face, like. You saying that to her has filled her to the brim with mischief, but she is going to do her best. Ashley hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and uh, once everybody is in, uh, Grant will step up and go. So, um, I'm sure a lot of you are confused as to why I called all of you here. Some of you know what's going on, some of you don't, so uh, those of you who do, please forgive me while I get everyone else caught up to speed. A couple months ago, something 
happened, and as a result, there's been a thing living rent-free in my headspace, and I need to get rid of it. It's important that I get rid of it. Its name is Ashley Arias. Yes. Um, so in order to, I figured out in order to do that, I need to kill my internal self, cap, self capital S. Don't worry. I did not call you all here to witness a ritual suicide. That's just, that's in poor taste. Yeah, your parents are kind of freaking out a little bit as you got halfway into that sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I learned from the person who taught me how to do this that if I do it, then anyone who I do not come into immediate contact with will forget me forever. And after that, I will not be able to form lasting bonds with anyone ever again. And they said that that was permanent. And that was the only way to do it. And I thought that answer sucked. So those of you who know what I'm about to bring up, please don't grab your wands and start aiming at me because I'm not using it for the purpose that you think I'm using it for. I have made a phylactery, tree. And, 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 again, not using it for the purpose that anybody know, who knows what a phylactery is. For those of you who don't know, because there are some non-magically inclined people in here, a phylactery is a device in which you can store something that does not have a physical body for later. And usually it is made it is made by very bad wizards to live forever as some sort of weird fucked up skeleton lord. I'm not doing that. What I am doing is I am putting part of myself, capital S, into the phylactery and handing it to someone who I've not determined yet, just for safety reasons, to hide and to break at a later date so that way I can retain that self. And the way I figure this will work is one of three ways. The least likely way that it'll work and the one that I'm hoping for most, but realistically I'm not expecting, is that I will be able to retain that self in its entirety and at worst some people will forget about me for a couple of months and then just that knowledge will come back again that is like zero near zero percent but you know could happen the more likely scenario that i am hoping for is that i just start over the 26 well, wow almost 27 years that i've been alive just anyone who's not in this room just they have forgotten me. The worst case scenario is that it doesn't work and I just go back to the original plan of only ever being able to form meaningful bonds with everyone in this room. My friends, my family, my loved ones, Ashley. 
scowls at you. <laughs> but it, I'm going to go do this now, so I don't know how long it's going to take. So please be patient and stay in here because, like I said, the max I will be able to do is half an hour. And that is with people who have, who know me fairly intimately. So parents, Amalia. Uh, so here I go. And then I will uncover the phylactery because I wouldn't 100% would have had it covered. So that way the wizards in the room did not freak out and think I was becoming a lich. Right. And I will sit down and I enter myself. And here you are in the liminal space. I turn to look at Idol and I say, this is the last time we're going to talk until the, the until the 21st of December. So say what you need to say now, because I am absolutely getting the last word in. They fix you with a look that is almost unreadable, but it just barely tips over into rye. And he walks over to yourself and just kind of looks at it, gives it a little poke, and you feel him give it a little poke. It's kind of unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And then he tips his head at you so he can see you out of one eye. And he's got, he, he's got a grin on his face but you can't read what's behind it. And the only thing that he says is, I'm almost impressed. Yeah, well, I think you'll be a lot more impressed when we beat you. And at that point, I am going to attempt the process of getting a small bit of myself off to seal it away in the phylactery. Okay. I require from you a roll. Of the weird nature? I would like to be a weird roll. We'll start with that. Okay. Nine. A nine. Okay, so... How are you doing this? Like, what does... What are the motions you are doing in here like? Um, very much like the ones I would be doing out in meat space. Uh, gestures and incantations and whatnot uh, just because it helps focus. I know I don't have to use it for death magic, but uh, self magic is not death magic, so. It'll just kind of shakes his head at you and you hear him mutter something about you still haven't learned. I will ignore him like I did for a long time. So you you begin to extract a small piece of this and when you make like the first puncture to begin cutting, it hurts. I keep going. I need another roll, this time at a minus one. Okay. 11 still. Grit your teeth through it. You continue cutting. And it'll just takes a seat, snake stance as before, and just sort of watches you work. Do you have your eyes closed when you're doing this? 
No, it kind of it's like uh, I imagine like one of the things that Grant has hangups on is being able to need to see things to do it. So yeah, right. So then, as this chunk of yourself is more and more being cut away from the greater whole, you can see that yourself is bleeding. There's this incredible golden light that is dripping out of it and sort of pooling on the ground underneath. And Adel puts his finger in it and kind of swirls it around. Gross, but okay. Uh, I keep going. Well, considering how well you rolled before, you're gritting your teeth pretty well. Give me one more. Another 11. Another 11. All right. You manage to completely carve out a chunk of yourself. And I do whatever it's like. I did not think that far into the details of the thing that I need to do, but um, Grant does the spell that is required and it sort sort of disappears and people on the outside would see for just a, a very faint second the runes on the Falak tree glow, which indicates success. Nobody's really paying attention. Well, some people are paying more attention to the Falak tree, but Roxanne and Steiner in particular, since you are the player characters, Grant partway through whatever meditation he's doing kind of doubled over and is whimpering like he's in pain and trying to hold it. It's just really awkward. This is like anyone else getting that? It's just like a really awkward situation. <laughs> I'm trying not to think about it, Dr. Steiner. All right, and then we cut back to inside, and I go, again, if you have anything to say, say it now. Suddenly you're so interested in hearing my words. Yeah, well, I figure it's the last time we're going to talk until December 21st. You know this isn't going to work like you hope it does. Yeah, well, somebody can dream. Besides, it's something no one's ever done before, so there's no real precedent on how it will work and how it won't work, so. Certainly no one has ever done this, but you are kidding yourself if you believe that I, at least, am incapable of understanding and projecting the results. <sighs> yeah, I am quite aware of that, and I'd rather it be a surprise. So, if you don't mind, you can keep your mouth shut about that. Oh, I wouldn't tell you what the results of this will be for the world. Well then. See you December 21st. I kill myself. 
And now let's roll up a new character for <laughs> Okay, well, uh, surprise, surprise, I'm gonna be... No. Alright, alright. So, Grant Harrison. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna ask for a roll on this one. You fix the aspect of death in your mind. And you pull it into your hands. And you reach out and touch yourself and it begins to dissolve like paper lit on fire so it is burning outward from the point of contact and as the dissolution reaches the edges of it the connections the lines between the little bit that remains of yourself and all of the other selves in this liminal space become visible for the first time, and you can't see through them. There are so many of them. But that clears away pretty quickly as they all begin to burn away like lit fuses. Most of them are thin as just a simple length of string, and so burn up faster than you can track. Others are much thicker. Some of them as thick as a length of rope, and so it takes them much, much longer. And as all of the small ones burn away, you have one last sight of Adel, still sitting on the ground, now not looking at yourself anymore, and just looking at you, and just kind of has a look of pity, maybe? But not in a condescending way. Like, he knows what you're going to be going through for the rest of your life because of this, and short as though he expects it to be, he, uh, he pities you for it. And then from the feet up, he also begins to sort of dissolve as though burning paper. And eventually is just gone from your liminal space. I immediately get out as soon as I, like, after that sigh of relief and, you know, just enormity, I immediately get out and just start making contact with basically everyone I can. No offense to the Amalia and uh, parents and, you know, all the people I'm closest with, but uh, people who know me the least come first, so. Yeah. With the practice that you have with self-magic at this point, you can tell that really all it's taking is just, like, going up to them and shaking hands and, like, introducing yourself. And you can feel some—you can feel the burning away of those strands just stop. They're not reconnecting to anything because there's nothing in you to reconnect to. Mm -hmm. But the other selves are not self-destructive. Okay. And then once all that is done, I take the phylactery and I look around the big room 
like sort of like jostle it in my hand a bit and go and walk up to Wei and I go, do me a favor. Take this, keep it someplace safe. On December 23rd, smash it with a fucking hammer. He cocks his head at you, asks, really, me? Yeah, yeah. Why? It's probably the person he would expect. He would expect the least, and also you're probably the person who would keep it safest. You. You are definitely one of the weirdest people I've ever met. I'm taking that as a compliment. Try not to get yourself killed with whatever it is you're worried about. On it. You kind of want to live a long time. Kind of slug you in the shoulder. <laughs> and then I will walk up to Ashley and, I, and I'll say, I could have used this opportunity to just go back on our deal. I could have gotten Amalia, not have to teach you anything. You wouldn't even remember I existed. I'm aware. All right. Glad to know you're not a lying scumbag in addition to every other awful thing that you are. Now I'm kind of wishing uh, I had. Reading decision. <laughs> yeah, no, we had the we had, we're going same brain cell. Okay, now I'm starting to kind of wish that we had. Um, so, anyway, I'll see you whenever you want your next lesson, I guess. I'll be there. Right. I've learned how to open doors. I'm not going to let you get away from me. Alright. And then I will go up to the people that, you know, just the general California Ravens and Amalia and Lolo and I'll go, well, it's done. Yeah, it sure is. Lolo says just kind of like itching at her face. I felt that happen. I felt that to start happening. That wasn't great. I didn't like that. Uh, neither did I. But it had to be done. Because, well, can't say it here, but you know why. Yeah. I need some comfort food. Amalia says that she is going to cook you something. I don't know what Grant's comfort foods are. She does, though. <laughs> yeah. Pizza, obviously. So, some of the people in the room are a little weirded out, because you know, even if you're not using it for the normal reasons, phylacteries are one of those kinds of things. It's like, it's not death magic bad to know about it, but if you're learning about it, that's a red flag right off the bat. Yeah, sort of why Grant started out with saying, please, please, please do not reach your wands. I'm not using this for the normal intended, for the normal purposes. Fucking Ho, Hongli, and Likin all are looking at you in a way that tells you that maybe they learned more about that process that you just went through than you would have liked. It's okay. I like I'm I'm internalizing. It's okay. I hopefully have a way to obliterate all the knowledge of death magic out of my brain once I stop needing it and 
uh, on December 22nd. I don't know a thing about that. Hmm. <laughs> and then I guess you're going to go say hi to sort of the main group. Yeah. What about your parents? You're just going to, like, leave them in no, the dust? No, no, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go say hi to my parents. So you, like, <laughs> They're the last on the list. <laughs> because they've only shown up for, like, two episodes. They're the most important, so they get to wait last. Yeah. Also, besides Roxanne, they've probably got the longest timer, so yeah. Yeah. it doesn't need to be in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, and then I go up to uh, I go up to the main group, and I'm like, that kind of sucked. Kind of sucked a lot. It was kind of boring, really. Yeah. I, yeah. For, I mean, for you, I I imagine it just looks like I sat down and closed my eyes and took a nap. You kind of cried a little bit there in the middle, too. Uh, yeah, fucking cutting out a chunk of myself kind of hurt a lot. Hmm. I just want to state it for the record that once we finish this thing, I'm going to actually kick your ass, Grant. See, I'll be here for that one. For making me deal with this. That's that's not a threat that I haven't heard a thousand times before. (laughs) Okay. How tall are you, Grant? <laughs> I know where this is going, Roxanne. You've done this like three times. Yeah, but Steiner hasn't heard this one yet. Okay, fine. About five seven. Cool. Now I know how big to make your casket. See, look, <laughs> she does it every time. Every time. Blackbird maybe doesn't understand siblings threatening each other, so she kind of wedges herself in between the two. No, 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 Blackbird, we're just just kidding. I promise. She will not actually end me. That's other people's shops. Yeah, it would kind of defeat the purpose anyway. I promise I'm not going to hurt him. Okay. Okay. Thank you, though. It's nice to know you've got my back gives you a little birdie smile and then I will go over to my parents and I will say bet that was weird for you guys in particular uh well we didn't understand any of the wizard stuff that you said but when you started crying there in the middle we about rushed the stage uh, I thank you that you didn't, because I probably would have interrupted the very important thing I was doing. Yeah, Mom's a lot stronger than she looks, by the way. Are you okay, though? Um, about as okay as I can be after going through that, and I'm not even going to know the results until around Christmas, so... Well... We don't really have the ability to affect any of this. Just, we love you and we hope it works out for the best. And we're going to be real upset if it doesn't. Yeah, I'm going to be real upset too. And then I will give them both a hug. Alright. Some of the people will schmooze. Turns out there's a bit of, like, intra-friend group chemistry here. But... More or less, everybody just kind of files out in their own time, telling you, Grant, to take care. Mm-hmm. Don't get yourself fucking killed with whatever this horseshit is. And as always, I reply with, don't plan on it. There's a really awkward moment where 
Mom Harrison asks a bunch of pe- uh, asks people from Los Estrellas uh, how they know you. <laughs> then Grant hears, "He's you're a what?" And Grant's like, "It's time for us to go." Just a cooler full of sodas, at the very least, would have been something. I know you have money, cheap asshole. <laughs> There's a point, Grant, when you like walk away to talk to one group of people, you turn back and Ashley is chatting with your parents. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Cider's just in a corner watching this. <laughs> Recording I, it. I, <laughs> I will immediately start rushing over. So, Grant, this is your apprentice? Yes. Yes. She's my apprentice. You don't say that like you like it. No, I love it. I love every second of it. (laughs) (laughs) Never been happier. Real good student. Ashley is visibly trying not to just collapse (laughs) howling. Yeah, she's real good at it. Maybe not as good as she thinks, though. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I am absolutely going to blow you out of the water. That's... No, no, actually, Grant wouldn't actually start saying that's not going to be hard because he actually believes himself to be a good wizard now after how he handled the whole Slender Man situation. So uh, so he'll say, I look forward to it. Ash kind of tilts her head at you, looks at your mom and rolls her eyes and her... Your mom just kind of nods. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. They had to put up with my horse shit for, uh, tw- for 26 years, so. Yeah, and I'm already fucking sick of you after less than one. Ah, <laughs> uh, the feeling is very much mutual. So you have just dropped any sort of pretense at this point, or what? Yep, yep, we just dropped all the pretense immediately. Bravissimo. <laughs> She's gonna head up to Ashley. So, do you do you want a copy of that? I recorded it. No, no. I think I'm just gonna just gonna keep that one in my head. <laughs> Fair enough. Ah, I'm going home. I've got things I was in the middle of. How's the arm working out? Is it still any sticky? Excellently. Excellent. Good to hear. For the record, uh, does my hand look any different from a natural hand, or uh, would would the robot hand be visible? I don't know. What did you ask for? I mean, I would have asked for one that looks realistic. Okay. Okay. I, I did not know if Steiner was to the point where he could make real, like realistic-looking hands. They don't pass close scrutiny, yeah. 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 If you stare at it too hard, it breaks illusion, but... Did you tell your parents that you have a prosthetic arm? No. Hmm. What they don't know won't hurt them. <laughs> Countdown until what they don't know hurts them. <laughs> well, you know, at least I'm still the better child. <sighs> Who could be next? Who could it possibly be? Roxanne Harrison, what are we doing right now? (laughs) 
Oh, fuck. Um. So, like, I've been saying for the past couple sessions that, you know, Roxanne's been practicing her angel language, and uh, I think a couple times at least I've said she's been studying in the anatomy. In the anatomy. That's a cat anatomy. Um, in the anatomy. <laughs> in the anatomy. Um, just poking Ancora a whole bunch. Yep, it's a cat. <laughs> you occasionally miss because displacer beast. Nah, I'm pretty good at it. So what I'm ready to do is I'm going to... And I'm not setting up some grand uh, uh, situation for this. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to try and use angel language to rewrite my body, basically. I'm gonna hack my own Gibson. Yeah. Run Doom on yourself. I'm going to cast Reflect and then cast Heal on myself to increase the effect and heal my party. Hmm. Yeah. Alright. So, what words are you using? Ah, you know, the worst part is this is like the least I've thought about this. The least thing I've thought about least is the exact wording. Because it feels like I can't come up with the words that would uh, say exactly what I want. But basically, it's change my body to this, become this sort of thing. With a strong emphasis on what I am mentally picturing and... You know, maybe it doesn't require a ton of a ton of exact study, other than like making sure the pronunciation is correct, making sure I had my I could create a proper mental picture of what I'm trying to do. Because basically, I figure anything that's been done to me was probably done this way. So I figure if I have the will for it and the will and the concentration for it, I can become my own person unbound from all of the other angel bullshit without necessarily cutting myself off from the powers that I like and enjoy having. Right. Be an angel on your terms instead of theirs. Yeah. That sounds like a Roxanne sort of thing. Uh, so, to be clear, I'm not necessarily trying to turn myself back into a human here. But I am attempting to make myself human-like enough. Okay. So you're not getting rid of all of the angel stuff. You're, you're more trying to go back to what you were, but as good as you are now. Yeah, pretty much. Uh... <laughs> Are you familiar with Hegelian dialectics? <laughs> Please tell me more. No. <laughs> Why did you even bring it up? <sighs> because it's a, I don't have the words to actually explain it, but it was a pretty good metaphor to do the whole synthesis, antithesis, uh, the... Thesis, antithesis, synthesis kind of thing. Sure, sure. Basically, I want to be monster Roxanne and human Roxanne at the same time. Hmm. Okay. 
So, what I'm actually going to say okay. is that you've you've had a while to think on this. You learned how the angelic language works months ago, and you've been applying it towards this idea for at least a month, probably longer. I haven't been keeping track. It has definitely been at least a month. Yeah. So, the idea that's come to you at the end of it all is your name. Like, your real name. Not Roxanne Harrison, the long one that the blind air gave you. Uh-huh. And that, if you add to, subtract from, or modify that, then you can change yourself. Because your name is supposed to be, like, a cosmic reflection of you. Hmm. Shit, I knew I should have thought about this one at least. But yeah, that makes sense. So then I guess the question is, what am I taking out and what am I, what am I adding and what am I subtracting? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know what I'm adding. I'm just trying to decide what I'm subtracting here. Because I just want to take out one phrase and replace it with something else. I'm taking out the last bit, a sword quenched in an ocean of blood. Mm-hmm. And... The phrase I want to add is the boundless love of being known. How's that? I like that a lot. So then all you would need to do is gather up the power that you do when you use this language and assert your name. Do you want me to actually say the whole thing? I don't want you to actually say the whole thing. Okay. So, with just her cat sitting on her lap, Roxanne summons up all of the concentration and basically just everything she knows about herself, and she says her name, the pleasant burn of exhausted muscles. An endlessly echoing battle cry. The cessation of a child's crying. Bird song at first light. The boundless love of being known. As you assert this I am, you feel yourself change from your innermost point outward. comes slowly and it doesn't feel at all like the last time you transformed. It doesn't it doesn't hurt. It doesn't make you feel cold. It's you are introducing a kind of love into the core of your existence and that's what it feels like. And gradually you lose sight in all of your extra eyes and you feel yourself get smaller your clothes hang on you so they're oversized now and you have more sensation you 
feel the carpet underneath you more vibrantly. You feel the temperature of the room more strongly. And and Cora in your lap kind of freaks out. But it isn't more than a moment before she returns and is budding at your hand. And you can feel her fur in a way that you haven't in a long time. And when you open up now your only two eyes left, you are mostly yourself again. As you examine your hands, there's... It isn't perfect. There are... It looks like you have kind of a tattoo along your arms, lines running about that almost evoke like mannequin parts, but it doesn't feel artificial. It just feels like the remnants of a wholly artificial body that when you concentrate, you realize is in fact still sitting just underneath your skin. You haven't completely thrown off that version of you. So, Roxanne Harrison, what do you do? I'm gonna fucking snap a selfie and drop it in the group chat. (laughs) (laughs) You hear fucking... Magpie and Emery and Blackbird just hauling ass up the stairs to your room. <laughs> Did you have the door closed when you were doing this? No, probably not. Okay. They are fucking tripping over themselves to get into your room. Magpie's like, okay, so uh um uh, so this isn't an illusion, I can tell. What? I'm the best wizard in the Harrison family, that's what. Not hard. Grant and Steiner, by the way, you get a selfie of Roxanne. She looks like she did before she went to Elysium, like she did at the start of the year. Only she's got kind of like liney tattoos on her in a few places. Grant immediately texts, we're going to get pizza. I'm already at the safe house. <laughs> I'm going to fucking scoop Magpie and Emery and Blackbird up in a big hug since they're up here already. <laughs> yeah, Grant is also on his way, but like the the first thing he wants you to know is that we are going out in public and having pizza in public so that you can enjoy being out in public again and remember just how much you fucking hate it. Look at this. <laughs> that was... I thought that was a permanent change. How did you do this? I... <sighs> Look. It's kind of a long explanation. Well, let me just say I figured out who I am. How about that? About fucking time. Hi, I'm here now. I figured out who I am again, I guess. I'm happy for you. So 
What? Do you still have your shape-shifting things, or what is that? What happens there? I, I should. Let me guess. <laughs> you turn into a snake. And now you can give everyone a hug at once. <laughs> you know, definitely going, going for the, the, the six-arms form, not the snake. Look. Huh. Well, look at that. Yeah, it only take it takes a little more concentration than it did before, but you can call up that form, and it is exactly that form again. White skin, extra height, and all. So it seems like you've gotten the best of both worlds out of this now. Congratulations, you're the best fit wizard in the Harrison family. See, I told you. I mean, I only recently accepted that I might be good, so... Don't make this about you. It's okay, Grant. I've got an opening for an apprentice, if you want. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, sure. Hold on. I've got the perfect student for you. (laughs) Roxanne teleports out of the room. (laughs) It's probably actually extremely unwise to teach Ashley Arias about the reality-redefining language. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely would not do that. <laughs> Hell, I've so far gotten away with not even telling Ashley that uh, anything that has happened to me. Mostly just because the opportunity has not come up. Yeah, we just established that, yeah, she's she looks a little weird now. Just deal with it. And that's where we left that with Ashley. Yeah, no, I, I haven't forgotten that. It's just never come up. Yeah, you had her basically say... You never told me what happened, and I haven't had, like, the downtime thing to basically go and say, hey, this is what happened. Look, it's going to happen eventually. I look forward to it. So, Chloe. Yes? What just happened? So I class changed. Hooray! I class changed to The Hex, which is a class from the Tome of Mysteries the expansion book to Monster of the Week. Yep. And uh, I guess I'm just going to go down all the changes, I guess. Yeah, tell us tell us about the Hex as, like, a character. What's, what's the sort of big deal about it? Uh, the Hex is another magic-using class, because there's, like, 50 of them, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, the whole, like, shtick of the Hex is that it's about, like, power that you grabbed for yourself over, like, being naturally gifted or something, which is only sort of Rox- uh, it's only sort of works for Roxanne, but I'm, I'm trying, okay? Notably, the Hex has some, like, features as, be- for, as part of being the Hex, like, you have to have this bad luck charm. Whenever you use magic and miss, the backlash never affects you directly if there's someone else around to hit. It'll go for allies, other hunters, and innocent bystanders. Sometimes, every so often, it might even hit an enemy. Uh, Sometimes every so often. Sometimes every so often. Sometimes every so often. You also get a temptation. You know, presumably as part of searching power for yourself you maybe developed some fixations on things like this. So temptation, you have a dangerous drive that you pursue, sometimes to the exclusion of your own safety, 
decide if your temptation drove you to learn magic or if learning magic drove you to it. A little bit of both, actually. And the temptation I chose of the, you know, I've actually got the list open of the temptations. There's like vengeance, power, addiction, callousness, carnage, glory. And the last one I picked was secrets. Because basically, I hate, I hate how many fucking secrets there are. And I want to know them, so at least somebody does. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the monstrous like, drive to feed, in that you have to roll cool, uh, you have to roll act under pressure to, like, resist it. But if you give in and act uh, on your temptation, you mark experience. So, it's cool. And I guess I should go over my two new moves, since I'm doing this. Uh... Real quick before we do, let's talk about groats. That thing. Oh, that is page. a thing I forgot to mention. Yeah. <laughs> because it's it's not necessarily relevant yet. I I know a lot about this because I looked really hard at the hex before the uh, campaign started. To be honest, I thought it wasn't out until after like halfway through the campaign or something like that. No, it's been out for a while. Well, I'm <laughs> dumb. Uh, so, rotes, whenever you use magic, you can decide afterward that a spell is a rote, R-O-T-E, that you know. You know how to cast it off the top of your head, write down in detail the name of the rote, what it requires, and what it does on a 10+, plus. a 7 to 9, and a miss. A rote is a bit more powerful than a basic use magic spell. It gl- its glitches are less onerous, and its effects might be a little bigger. Unlike regular use magic, the cost and consequences for failing a rote are known to you in advance. And you choose two fixed requirements for each rote from a list. There, it takes magic words and ritual gestures. It takes an object of power, like a wand, a talisman, an orb, a staff, which you have to wield. It takes an expendable component such as sulfur, sulfur, sage, or incense, which must be burned, blown, destroyed, or scattered during the casting. Uh, Runes or symbols written or engraved on a surface which must be prepared. A spilling of blood, one harm to you or a willing participant. After you cast it for the first time, treat each rote as a custom move, a specialized version of used magic which is built with a keeper. That is to say, cat. And I picked two of those. So basically, like, when I use magic for something, I get to decide, hey, I want to keep that as a move. Yeah. And it just becomes, like, a better version of itself with more requirements. Yeah, basically. It it becomes, uh, like, a thing that I have in my playbook rather than, like, a thing everybody can do because I am simultaneously better at doing it and better at not being bad. <laughs> uh, I have not... I start with, like, one rote I can know, and uh, I'm not really... I haven't really decided on it yet. That's fine. You're probably not going to need it this session. I would hope not. So, now let's talk about moves. What hex moves have you taken? I took two. I took Luck of the Damned after you use magic or cast a rote. It says use uh, after you use magic, not successfully use magic, I assume. You take plus one forward. The online version just says take plus one forward, but the actual playbook says take plus one forward on your next roll. So just pointing that out. 
And yeah, I've got the PDF open in front of me. Yeah. And then the other move I took was Sympathetic Token. As long as you carry a personal object belonging to someone, such as a lock of hair, a full set of toenails, or a treasured family heirloom, you get plus one ongoing to use magic against them. You can use also use magic against them at a distance. If you miss, the token is lost, destroyed, or loses its power. Huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. It's a little bit worrisome. <laughs> what, what, what's wrong? I, I, I'm I'm especially worried about the at a distance thing of you just like taking a fistful of hair off of a monster and then teleporting to Elysium and just casting the deal one harm ignore armor use magic spell on them <laughs> over an infinite number of times. I don't think it would be totally unreasonable if you said like you can use it from a distance. But keep it fucking sane. <laughs> Please don't turn your parents' house back in New York into this, like, magical sniper's nest. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going to go with it. No, I, mo- I mostly took it for the, like, plus one ongoing to use magic, and also, like, it just seemed like it would have fun implications. And also, yeah. I figured you would make me take something that is more significant than a chunk of hair. Because, I mean, it does say a lock of hair. I think that's, like, for humans and stuff like that, so maybe if it was a monster it would be something like, I don't know, you have to rip out one of the monster's fangs to use as a sympathetic token, which would involve danger and stuff like that. Yeah, alright. That works. I'm not completely unreasonable. I'm glad to hear it. How's about your gear? You get to pick two wizardly weapons. Shit. Um, out of the fucking armory with this class change. I do like the idea of Roxanne just carrying a fucking shillelagh around. I mean, a shillelagh is just like a stick, isn't it? Yeah, it's a stick. It's a big like, stick. It's a really big stick. Uh, a thick stick of black thorn or oak used in Ireland typically as a weapon. Yeah. I mean, I already have a crossbow. Yeah. Notably. Does Roxanne buy a fucking gun? I don't <laughs> need to buy a gun. I already have one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I, uh, I hadn't really thought about it. To be honest, I didn't think about it because I did not take any gear when I changed the monsters because I didn't really want any of them. I will say that one of the ones I will take, because I get to pick two, I'm going to take the, I don't know how to pronounce it, the, it's it's just a magic silver dagger. Uh, Athame. Athame is a ceremonial blade. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to look up how to pronounce. I mean, it's got an accented E, so I think Athame is probably correct. Athium. What? Hold on. That seems incredibly incorrect. Athene. Athene. I got I got Google to Athene is what Google's telling me. Okay. Alright. So let's talk about other stuff. Mm-hmm. You would have three out of class moves at this point. 
you took two as the divine and then mm-hmm. lost one on the class change and then you took two as the monstrous and you're losing one in the class change right so I am dropping force of will because it's something I could fear I could just take again as the hex because it is a hex move and I'm keeping okay. what could go wrong because I've gotten so much use out of it. Right. So uh, I'm going to keep it on my character sheet and just going to write dropped on it and I'll like erase. Actually, no, I don't even need to do that because it's on my character sheet already. So it's erased. And then I'm I've still got the uh, I forget what it is, but it's plus one armor from the wronged. Got it. Got it. Does um does the hex come with armor? I don't believe so, no. I don't believe so. Ah, Roxanne is soft again. Is she? Yeah, I think that was the point. (laughs) (laughs) I think what I'll have it be is that when you're in human mode, you've got one armor, but when you transform back into angel mode, you get that, like, angel toughness back, and then you'll be a two armor. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. My armor was actually from being the divine, not from being the monstrous. Yeah, and you just let me keep it. So yeah. Yes. Yes. Now Cooper worked for a while. That's how Grant works now because when he's not wearing the mask, he has zero armor. There's no real advantage from being human other than being human. You which can is go a out big and advantage. En- enjoy the world without people staring at you again. So. In class moves, any divine moves that you still had left, you get to keep. You lose one monstrous move. Yeah, it's a shame it has to be a monstrous move because it would be really fun to drop a boss from beyond at this point. But uh, (laughs) I'm dropping. I'm dropping Dark Negotiator. Okay. Which. If anyone doesn't remember, it's the one that lets me use manipulate somebody on a monster that can't, like, reason. And then you get to keep two of your advanced moves. Right. I chose kick some ass and act, in, and act under pressure. Got it. I have it all written down. You also, with your second class change... So what? what is your base stat line? Uh, charm minus one, cool plus one, sharp zero, tough plus two, and weird plus two. The way it works out is my stats actually didn't change at all. Huh. All right. Because I lost my plus one weird from... Yeah, I lost my plus one weird, and I took another minus one to charm because I'm keeping my role manipulate someone with weird. I took minus one cool, then plus one cool. And then another plus one cool, then plus one tough, and plus one sharp. Which comes out to negative two charm, two cool, one sharp, two tough, two weird. Somehow, I think, less charming now that you're human again. Yeah, I guess I, uh, I think I did have more charm when I was originally Divine Roxanne. I'm charming, but not, but like in a really weird way. Intimidation, mostly. People are like, yeah, whatever, whatever you say, just 
stop looking at me with several sets of eyes. It's creepy. <laughs> you know, like in biblical angels, when they show up, the first thing they have to do is don't be afraid because they're terrifying. Yeah. Alright, is there anything I'm forgetting? I have a, a second level up that I just haven't figured out where I'm spending it yet. Now that I've got a million options. Oh, right. You did have that banked level. Yeah. You can already take another rope. <laughs> you just don't even know what the first one is. You just get... How many ropes do you get? You start out with one, right? It depends. Yep. You start out with one, and then... You can, from level up, you can take three, and then if you forgo taking other moves from the hex, you can take an extra two to make yeah. six total roads. And then there's an advanced one, which gives you another two roads. So you can have anywhere between Eight. five and se- five and seven. Oh, oh, that's right. You start with two roads. So yeah, you can have anywhere between uh, you start with one six. Road. You start with one rope, then one, two, three, four, five, six. So you can have anywhere between five and seven. Eight. I start with one. Yeah. Three for moves. Yeah, three for moves, and then and then two that I can take optionally instead of taking uh, moves. That's six. And then oh yeah, it is eight. I'm I counted two from an advanced level up. That's I counted stupid. I I don't know. I think I may have only counted take another rope twice. I start with one, and I can take seven more. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you want to do with your event? Um, I want to bring up that I probably still have that with I probably have that witch tattoo again, rather than having vines on my arm. That was yes. a thing. That was the thing. That's back to how it was. Fucking! Okay, no, I need to stop forgetting that that exists. How many of those flowers have budded? Precisely one. Probably would have come in handy back when uh, I almost died in Slender Hell. And yeah, probably. Didn't. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I imagine it's just like the tattoo again, except it kind of seems like it moves when you're not looking at it. It never seems like the same way to sort of represent that it was up an actual ass plant at one point. Right on. Also, I think it'd be cool if Roxanne had white streaks in her hair from having white hair at one point. So there. Valid. I was gonna say it would be cool if she still if she didn't have like all the eyes, but like she still had the five eyes on her, the three eyes on her forehead, but she could just close them to a point where people couldn't see that they were there. <laughs> I'd be willing to allow that. Okay, then that's a thing that is true. Roxanne has five eyes. Just three of them can be closed to a point where they are perfectly hidden. Hey, hey, Grant. Hey, Grant. Want to see something? Look <laughs> me in the eyes and say that. <laughs> Which ones? Oh, God. Yeah, no, I'm good. Edwin Steiner. Yeah. You are in the tunnel where the Great Worm is underneath California. Um, hmm. 
You have been fighting the Pale Rider for what your body is screaming at you to be ours. You and Emery are the only two left standing at this point. Everybody else has died. And you fight, and you fight, and you fight, and you know at this point you can't win. You don't have enough left in you, and neither does Emery. And there is a moment where the two of you share a look, and then Adol is behind Emery and cuts them clean in half, like he did with George. And then he turns to you, and you don't see him move, but he is in front of you, and you only have the barest of moments to process that his sword has entered your skull. And you are dying. And your body drops, but you stay standing. Okay. You are present, partially, still, somehow. And you watch as the Pale Rider turns around and places his hand on the Great Worm, and there is a thrum, and then the waves of magic that have been going down the Great Worm's length stop, and something surrounding it that was invisible shatters. And Adel takes his place at the head of the Great Worm, and it rises. And you also begin to rise, just sort of straight up. Your perspective on the scene is one of a camera just moving backwards, out and out. And you see the moment that the Great Worm breaks into the surface, and you are aware of the millions of people that die instantly in this moment. And following close behind them are yet millions more as the Great Worm begins to tear at a speed impossible for something its size across North America. Whipping all about California and then into Arizona and Nevada, Colorado, as a what seems to be a very deliberate pathing. And you continue to zoom out. And you see as an army forms quickly. Hundreds of people from all across the world just fly, run, teleport to the Great Worm and attempt to engage, and all of them are struck down. You see what looks to be some sort of order of knights led 
by the man who helped you set up the containment spell for the psychopomp. All of them donning armor in animals and birds and insects, and they fight for their lives, and all of them die. And then there is a great cracking in space as all of the Deadland Sultans step onto Earth, and they fight. And this time the fighting lasts for days, but ultimately all of them, too, are killed. And you zoom out farther and farther as the Pale Rider and the Great Worm split, and the Great Worm punches holes between the Deadlands and Earth to move around more quickly, skipping over to Asia and Europe and Africa and the Pale Rider, cutting great, terrible swaths of permanent death across the entire planet. And nightmares from the Deadlands flood onto Earth and join unknowingly the effort to render the human race extinct. And you zoom further and further out until you can see the entirety of Earth at once and you see rockets lift off, people attempting to flee into space, but they are struck down by great, terrible beams of light from the surface. And time begins to accelerate, and you become aware that it's only a few weeks until planet Earth is rendered silent but for the nightmares that walk across it. And your zooming stops, becomes still in this scene, just gazing on a now dead Earth. And then you become aware that next to you, there is a person in this same sort of space. They are robed. They have a hood up over their face, you can't see it. Their robe is bright red, has a kind of gold inlay to it, and they too are just gazing down on the planet in silence. <sighs> so this is a vision, or this is your you are showing this to me? So, I'm assuming you are the blind heir Roxanne talks about. We are the blind heir, yes. And I'm assuming you are showing this to me not just to torment me. This is preventable. I hope. This is merely the result of your failure. However, your success is not impossible. This is preventable. Some good news and bad news. We have much to discuss, Edwin Steiner. Uh, Seek us. 
Okay. I was going to ask if we could just go somewhere with less, with less bleak view, but sure, all right. One of your number knows us quite intimately and can reach us at a whim. Seems important that I do. So, will I wake up now, or...? We will be releasing you shortly. Stand by. And the scene begins to lose coherence. It becomes lighter, thinner, less and less opaque. And you become aware of what sounds like the blind heir's voice just saying your name over and over and over. Edwin, Edwin, Edwin. And then waking comes to you, and it's actually... Edwin, please, you are on fire. Please wake up. What? <laughs> there is a spray of carbon dioxide gas, or just like a fire extinguisher, in your face trying to put you out, and Gregory's screaming at you to wake up. What the... <laughs> what? Edwin, your head appears to be on fire, and I cannot put it out. I don't feel like I'm on fire. I that seems like something I would notice. Regardless, I am registering an extremely high temperature gradient around your head. Is the is the bed on fire? Is anything else besides my head on fire? Nope. I, uh, it doesn't seem to be hurting anything. That's un. Peculiar. Could you stop spraying me? <laughs> it doesn't. It's not doing anything. Stop it. Fire extinguisher bot makes a few distressed beeps, but backs off. Uh, right head is on fire. Uh, head should not be on fire. Hmm. Morton lumbers into the room. What is all this commotion? Uh, I think some sort of magic nonsense is going on. Also, good morning, Morden. Good morning. You have a ring about your head. It's hard to tell from this angle. Could you... Where's the mirror? You can go wander into the bathroom and... Well, okay, so number one, yeah, uh, you appear to have manifested a crown of fire in your sleep. Hmm. It isn't like literally crown-shaped, but it is a, a sort of regalious ring about your head. Hmm, let's see. Um, flame off? Does not turn off. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> also, Steiner, while um while you are checking your new adornment out in the mirror, uh, something else has changed. Yeah. You um, you look about ten years younger. Huh. You look like you're in your mid thirties now, and. You feel better, too. The, the aches and pains of age are gone. Your arm 
which you've never, with all the shit you cram into it, has never been exactly at human weight, feels light as a feather on your shoulder now. Hmm. Well, aside from the fire thing, I feel wonderful. And I suspect I know what's going on. Uh, let's see. It's on the do-to list today. We are going to do the initial test of the generator. That probably should wait until this gets sorted out. <laughs> probably. I really wanted to turn that thing on, though. I've been looking forward to that. You should probably go talk to the Immortal Prophecy engine that showed up in your dreams. Oh. Just give Roxanne a call. Uh... Yeah, what's up, Steiner? Um, several things. Can you just, um, pop over to the lab for a moment? Yeah? You're not inspiring confidence in me, but sure. I'm not quite sure what's happening, but I feel like you are involved in this somehow. (laughs) Okay. Not even... I teleport to the fucking lab. Yeah, um... Roxanne. Steiner looks to be about 10 years younger, and he has a fucking crown of fire. So this is happening. Ah. Uh... <laughs> mm. I mean, aside from my head being on fire, it doesn't hurt. It, this is great. I approve of the whole youth I've got now, but um, I really... You understand that I can't go out go in public outside? with my... Yes. I like going outside, so um, I'm going to commiserate. So... You want me to take you to Elysium to go talk to the blind prophet? He specifically requested I do so, yes. Okay. Um, actually, let me get to rest first. So I mean... On one hand, it would be really funny if I took you to see him in your pajamas. On the other hand, yeah, sure, I can hang out. Hmm. I need to go with a button-up shirt. I don't want to put anything over my head right now. At least you didn't <laughs> grow horns. Yeah, that's fair. That's a little harder to deal with. Make hats different. Well, not as this touch. Let me just hold on. I just grab, like, a, a hat I least give a shit about and try putting it on. Uh, the crown of fire, like, expands to be outside of the hat, but... It, it doesn't, like, burn the hat down. Hmm. All right, well, interesting. All right, um, I throw the hat back on the rack, and... So, let's have a chat with your boss, then. Uh, yeah, all right, I'll take my hand. Edwin, before you leave... Oh, uh, yes, Gregory. For one, please be safe. I am extremely anxious about your condition. I appreciate your concern, I do. But I think I am literally heading to what might be the safest place in the universe. I am very pleased to hear that. Also, I have a new solution to the code. Alright, well... As much as I want to hear that, I feel like the head-on-fire situation is slightly more pressing. If you insist. 
I can pop back over here and ask Gregory about it while you have your chat, if it uh, if that works. I'm not going to leave you up there. Uh, I mean, we'll figure it out once we get there. How about that? Uh, you know what? Let's hear it now, just in case it's important. Never know. The answer is the blood of the inheritor. Oh, yeah, that's important. Ah. Okay. See. All right. Blood of the inheritor. I'm writing it down now. Uh, do you want me to roll for Angel Wings, or do you want to just say that we went to Elysium? At this point, you've been there so many times. I'm not going to ask for a roll on this one, no. I figured it would be obnoxious to do that, but I wasn't. But I wanted to make sure anyway. Yep. Uh, prepare for brightness. There's two suns. So, uh, there's oh. that. Excellent. So, Roxanne, you bit you and Steiner over to Elysium, and Steiner, it's quite a place here. There are in fact two suns. There appears to be one straight up, and one sort of far off in the distance, kind of in an Earth-like arrangement. The ground is approximating white marble, but not quite, and is perfectly flat for as far as you can see except for these sizable amber orbs that appear to be in lines on a wide enough scale they are concentric circles but you cannot see that and there are lines running from the orbs towards a massive central structure that is partially composed of the white stone of the ground partially composed of this like red wood and partially composed of the blue crystal that Roxanne's eyes used to be made of and there's a kind of like a low level buzz of activity to this whole place I have a thought that Roxanne has not been back here since she did her second transformation uh yeah I have not been back here since the last downtime in fact yep this is all a little bit much, don't you think? Just tone it down a little bit. It's bird. It, I told you. It's verging on God. Yeah, it's hard to describe. But, uh, I guess, what, you said you've got an invitation or something? Unless that was just a weird dream, yes. Uh, well, it's more of an invitation than I ever got, so let's... <laughs> Go? Just a door, or... Oh, no, there's an entrance. I know the way in. Yeah, two of you can walk your way up to the central structure, and partway through Roxanne, you see all of your friends. Just standing there? They're, they're, they are keeping their distance in a way that you can read as intentional, and you can read a bit of anxiety in all of their body language. <sighs> I imagine Roxanne just sort of fucking dragging Steiner by the hand the whole way there. <laughs> uh, I... Are those the people who keep showing up at the doors? Yeah, yep. I can hmm. 
Well, well, I say people, but... You can call them people. Just call them angels if you really want to. Hmm. I can introduce you later if you want. Oh, it would be pleasant, I suppose, yes. Yeah. Let's just, uh... Go to the most ostentatious part of this place. Of course. Do these make amber pods? Do you know? They just the amber pods? There's people in them. Lovely. Yeah, uh, you remember that pixie from Disneyland? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, the one, the one with the clock. Yeah, she's yes. here in one of those pods. Is this a prison what? What? Is this... Like, I understand that the fake court's supposed to take care of that. How did this she end up here? It cuts her in half. I mean... Everything gets better once you're dead. Or worse, I guess. Does is it... Uh, I'll take your word for it. I mean, I don't see ghosts wandering around here carrying, you know their heads on the in their arms or anything so I'm gonna assume that it's uh not quite like that I don't know I think some of these let me just double check these angels here bad news has like a second torso that he carries around so (laughs) yeah but bad news is an angel not a, a ghost that was just sort of abducted from the Deadlands and transported over here. <laughs> Alright, so two of you can make your way into the grand structure, into the central chamber, and Steiner, at the far end of it, there is a kind of blue crystal cone, almost. And the figure that you saw in your dream is in there, but a little bit different. Specifically, their arms are different. Here, one of their arms is made of crystal and the other is the wrong skin tone and looks like it belongs to someone a lot bigger than them. Whereas before, they just had regular arms in your dream. Hmm. Uh, So is this like a formal address? that I need to make, or do I power? Yeah, you know what? I tried that. Hey, boss, what's cracking? <laughs> a boss. <laughs> uh, look, I just talked to him like you talk to any other person. Like, they're... I don't think they're going to get offended, is the thing, Steiner. Well, um, I'm here as requested. There is a moment, and then some sort of, like, 50% opacity projection of the person in the crystal just appears in front of you. And now at proper distance and without the refraction through the crystal, they're kind of short. All crystal encased rulers are kings. Greetings, champion. All right. Um, well, I suppose we're not here to trade pleasantries. Unless you want to. 
I'm assuming this is uh, your doing. Yeah. Yes. Your transformation was our work. Roxanne rolls her eyes really hard. I suppose I got off uh, easier than others. All right, I'm just going to ask, is there a way to turn off the fire? There is. We will get to that. Excellent. It will take a little bit of concentration and some vocabulary, but it will not be an issue going forward. All right, but... So, big vision of the end of the world, and now I'm here. Yes. You are finally in a position for us to enact this change upon you. But what changed, if I can ask? We have modified your body's processing of magic. Meaning what exactly? You are taking in amounts of magical energy right now that humans cannot survive. All right, so... You modified me to be able to survive this, and I'm absorbing more magic than I was, which is why I look younger. Is that about on the mark? Yes, high volumes of magic tend to increase the longevity of humans. Am I going to keep getting younger, or if I hit like an equilibrium? You appear to have stabilized, so long as you have not gotten any younger since you awoke. I... I'm not sure how I tell. I feel about the same, so... A crown is a sort of vent for excess energy. That's why it's not setting everything else on fire. Okay. However, it is quite hot, and it will become important soon. Hmm. Alright. By the way, Roxanne. Yes? As... Steiner considers his next words. The blind air's projection just looks at you, and then they tilt their head. Thumbs up. Good job. In a way that's like it's it's very cat-like almost. They're <laughs> they're confused, and then they kind of perk up a little and say, "Oh, we were aware that this change was going to occur." We did not know that you were going to do it by modifying your name. That is clever. Well done. Well, it's not the first time I've had to pick a new name. So, we just let's just get this one out of the way. Big question: Why me? It is not always you. However, in world lines in which it is not you, success is. Highly infrequent. You just said a lot of things in very few words there. Alright. So the long and the short of it, though, I'm the best man for the job. There are aspects of your life and of your character that make you uniquely qualified to the position that you are in. I will take that as a compliment, then. Alright, so... I know what I'm going... what I need to do. I know... when I need to do it. I 
don't know how. I assume that's why I'm here. Yes. You are here to ask us any questions that you have. And then... You... And the escort. And the blind heir nods at Roxanne. And the void will be taken to the lover to hopefully learn the shape. All right. Well, it's going to simplify a lot of things. I hope. So, do you have more speech, or are we just going to get to the questions? We do not have anything prepared. We are waiting upon you in this moment. All right. I don't think you're going to answer this one, but I want to ask it anyway. Who are you? We are the Inheritor. We are the one who was set in charge of Elysium on the Sovereign's Exodus. Let me rephrase, who are you in relation to the Sovereign? The Blind Air sort of, like, you all, you three are not alone in this room. There are angels that are just kind of milling about watching this happen. There are lines of what look to be people wrapped head to toe in black cloth that go out from the central crystal cone. And the blind air motions at them as they answer you. We are, as they are, creations of the Sovereign. In particular, we are the 20 greatest creations that he made before his exodus, fused into one. In um, allegory, if I were the Sovereign, you would be Gregory, so to speak. In a manner of speaking, yes. Although, we would say that our personhood is much less existent than your son's. So, Alright, I got one more that I can think of right now. Well, actually a couple more. So is the... Are the Deadlands and the Feywilds kind of... Like a split of Elysium, or... How does that... Elysium is a fully artificial plane. It was built from scratch by the Sovereign. Before his arrival here, it was simply the other side of the Deadlands. Empty. Unused. Hmm. Right. Um, then I guess... I don't want to spend forever asking questions, but... Actually, I'll do... I don't remember off see out of character what I remember this has this been like brought up Adel doesn't predate like the Feywilds and the Deadlands does he? No he the 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 lore that you were given by the attendant of the center was that Adel was just one of the people who was born in like the primordial Feywilds and he was responsible for creating the seasonal courts, just beating all the chaos out, turning it into that orderly set. But it did exist before him, and presumably dead plans too. Alright, I don't expect an answer for this one. I suspect that you don't even know. 
Where did everything come from? The, the Feywilds, the Deadlands, before Adel? Does, did he... Did he know that, or did he... So was that even beyond him? If the Sovereign is aware of that answer, it was never shared with us. All right. It'll continue to be a mystery, then. I have more questions, but they're all minded into things that I'll find out on my own, I'm sure. I mean, ask anything you can think of, because, uh... This is a getting answers is a rare event in around here. I mean, it sounds like we're going to get a lot more answers from the lover. Oh yeah, that. All right, actually, you know what? Since I'm here, did did Adel create the worm, or was that just a thing he found? It doesn't matter. I'm just curious. The great worm is a creation of the sovereigns. Yes. All right. Just curious. Doesn't really affect anything, I think, but it just means more. I'm glad you remembered to ask that because I totally forgot to ask about that when I got the chance. Because, like, <laughs> that is totally a thing I've been thinking about and then forgot when this came up again. It's like, I don't know if that's going to have, like, any bearing on anything. I just kind of wanted to know. I mean, it'd be nice to know where it came from. By the way, Roxanne, you are not forbidden from asking questions here. Okay. <laughs> well. I have two questions, actually. So the worm, the worm made that hole in California, the hole between the Deadlands and San Bernardino County, right? Yes. All right, well, that's one mystery solved. Okay, this might be a three question thing then. Would closing that hole in any way affect our chances of victory? And if so, how would you, how would we do it? Because that's a thing that has been bothering me for so long. I just need to know. It would not affect your chances in the upcoming fight. And at this stage, closing the hole would take more time than you have. You have more important things to attend to. It was worth a shot. I was just hoping I could get two birds with one stone. We are aware of ways that it might be closed, and we would have no problem discussing them with you. After. Yeah, save the uh, smaller problems like a hole between dimensions for after the world is saved. I'm cool. Are there any further questions? Uh, actually, I just thought of something. What is... Mr. Harrison's role in all this, if he even has one. Mr. Harrison, not Mr. Harrison, Grant Harrison's role is the Void. We know that you have heard these words before. Did, I, did we actually yeah, we learn that? The void. I, the void is one of the words we know. I just, so he is the Void, then. Excellent. So, Void, Escort, the so, Inheritor, we got that covered. So the one's up in the air. The one up in the air, I guess it's the wounded that we don't know. I'm guessing Correct. that's Emery. Can I just, like... All right, so that's just... So that's, um... There's one name that's not known to me, then. Who is the wounded? We cannot tell you that yet. 
Of course. <laughs> this is what it feels like, Steiner. Or rather, by the time that we are able to tell you, you will already know. We are prevented from revealing secrets to you. Fair enough. All right, well, I don't have any more questions, so... Yeah, I can't think of anything right now. No, I, wa- I didn't wake up in the morning thinking I was going to be able to ask some more questions. Then, before we move on and collect the void, there is one final item of business. Oh, so Grant is coming to And now, Roxanne, the blind air turns all the way to you. Mm-hmm. Doubtless you have noticed that a great task was completed recently. Yeah, it feels like I'm shrugged off a backpack after a long school day or something like that. The components that you have been gathering, they have been assembled into their final shape. You did say you were making something. Yes, and they are ready now. Oh boy. And Steiner and Roxanne, somebody behind you just puts a hand on each of your shoulders. Jesus Christ, okay. I'm not used to not having eyes in the back of my head. (laughs) And then I just sort of lean in a little bit and say into yours, it's great to meet you both. Likewise? And as you turn around and look at this new guy, it's, uh, well, it's an angel. That's a snazzy suit. Yeah, it's, uh, sort of from, like, the neck down. It's very human. Very nice white suit, white tie, black button-down shirt with some, like, gold decoration on the lapels. They have hands with five fingers and it's like marble white with black fingernails and they're wearing rings and above the the neck however it's there's there's not a head there's a golden ring that's sort of perpendicular to the body and there's kind of a a crowd of floating eyes in there and then behind all of that there's four big feathery white wings. It looks like the final boss of an RPG retired and started a Fortune 500. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize they had a tailor up here. Down here? Which part of... Which which thing did we get that became the suit? The hair, obviously. And they hold out both of their hands in, like, to, to shake. Yeah, I'll shake their hand. All right. I thought yeah, it, by the way. <laughs> I know you did. He did, actually. I did, looking so gal. And, and, and in fact, he almost got it exactly right. All right, let me scroll up. As far as I it's know, in, the only thing you call is the pizza uh, It's in spoiler tags, but it says not joke theory. All right, yeah, I figured it was either going to to be a body or a weapon of some sort. Honestly, I thought it would be like a weapon, but a body, a person makes way more sense. So as you t- 
take their hands and shake them. They say, I'm, uh, I'm pretty new around here. My name's... And then, Roxanne, you're used to this happening by now. Just an angel saying their name, but Steiner, it's definitely the first time you've ever experienced this. There's a sound that comes from this person. And you have visions, experiences of a series of concepts. Insistent, childlike whimsy. A flame that scorches ash. Thought, given amorphous form. Truth, beneath the skin. A shot fired from within. A gaze that inspires terror. Hunger that drives a beast forward. The heart of a hateful world. Chimerism. I get it. I get it. Yup. Alright, and how do you spell that? <laughs> I can teach you later, Steiner. It's, uh, it's more about like fixing things in your head. Just like saying it real hard. Yeah, like, uh. I could fucking say my name and Steiner can understand it now. God. So it's. No, it's. it's I, I think it's less words and more concepts and emotions made. I don't want to say flesh, but manifest? Yeah, something like that. Uh, you catch on quick there. I was told you'd be smart. Hmm. And thank you. And you, and he reaches over Roxanne, and he tussles your hair? You're a lot shorter than I expected. <laughs> Everybody's been hyping up how tall my sister would be, and, well, yay. I can oh. be taller if you need me to, and I transform into my fucking six-armed form. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense then. Yeah, I recently decided to grasp my own destiny. How about that? So he kind of, like, grabs the like the edges of his coat and kind of flares it out a bit and says, Yeah, so, uh, clothing aside, I'm made of all the stuff you've been gathering up. We missed a few, didn't we? That's, does that affect you, or...? I missed one. The only one you missed was the watch, and uh, that wouldn't have gone to me, no. Do we need to get the watch? Is that going to be important? They shrug. Like, it's a time-traveling watch. It's kind of just dangerous. Hmm. So yeah, Roxanne, now knowing that, you can kind of read the components on him. Specifically, you got hair from all the witches, but you were told that specifically you needed it from two of them. And now that you're up close and personal with the final result, you can tell that he is animated by the magic that was stored in Hildy's hair. That makes sense. And then the the Oblex's slime has been rendered into the blood that... That's weird. Angels don't normally have blood in them, but this one does. They don't normally wear suits, either. The coal, the wood, and the Sukuyant fire have all been sort of melded together into their heart. The, the little flock of eyes, there's one that sort of stands out from all the others as being like the main one, and you very much recognize it as the wretch's eye. And 
it's his bones you can feel. His support structures are made from, like, splintered up bits of the Tripadero's gun snout. Okay, I got that one exactly. And also, um, slime turning into blood was going to be my second guess. Basically, the only one that isn't accounted for is what was done with Margaret's hair. You can you can feel Margaret on him, but it's not obvious where it is. Maybe it's control over fire or to temper the heat of the heart. I would have to guess. It's it's doing something that's a lot less obvious than all the others. Okay, so I can see where all this comes in, but like where did Margaret's hair go? Because, like, I'm feeling it, but I'm not, I can't put my finger on it. They sort of tap on the golden ring that floats where their head would be and say, it's all up here. There's, uh, there's some particular things about fire I'm apparently going to need to know. And, uh, so I do. Huh. All right. Talk about hair, Well, I hope you're not too hot at it, at least. Nah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I gotta be some real hot shit if we're gonna get all this done. Okay, well, I hope you're hot-headed enough then. So, like, cool. Nice to meet you. Yeah, we're, uh... There's a Mr. Laughter of Children. Well, uh, we're gonna be getting um, to... Oh, um, right. Sensible names. You can just call me Cam. I mean, I'm sure... Learn the language, but Cam works until then. Also, he he baby, he literally baby, <laughs> literally baby. Yes. And uh, Steiner, he actually sort of like sidles over next to you and slings an arm around your shoulder and says, "We're actually going to be getting to know each other real good, cause uh, I'm coming home with you." Uh, I'll put up an <laughs> extra bed. Oh, I don't sleep. You don't got to worry about that. That's somehow worse. At least I don't have to make another room. <laughs> All right. Oh god, please tell me it wasn't literally nine months spent creating this. No, guy. no, I don't think. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we started gathering materials for him in February. Uh, but that would have been hilarious. The first gathering was the witches, which happened in March. Damn so it! Oh, so he's premature. Well, he does look pretty skinny. <laughs> I mean, he definitely looks like he uh, is missing a bit of weight in some important areas. April, the end of April. But yeah, yeah. he's... Uh, I was going to say. At, at some point, there's like a kind of almost impatient exhale behind you. And the blind air is just like ready to move shit along and, tur- and signals at Roxanne and says... If you could retrieve the void, you have much to do today. Oh, I'm sorry. Now you're impatient? I'll go get him. <gasps> I just teleport straight to Grant's apartment. Or at least I teleport to the entryway, I guess. So I'm not just barging in on him. Do I, I need to adjust the age in my character sheet now? Yes. <laughs> 100% you do. Just put your real age in parentheses. Yeah, so, Grant, uh, Roxanne just fucking appeared in the entryway of your house. Uh, 
Amalia hollers at you about it. Hi, Amalia. Hi. Sorry, I'm here to kidnap. Here to kidnap my brother. I'm doing good. Again? It's important. Well, I guess if it's important, it's not the first time I've been kidnapped this year. It's not the second time I've been kidnapped this year. Hey, Grant, you want to go meet some angels and stop complaining? Do I have to? Yes. Well, then, yes. I can grab him by the arm, wave goodbye to Amalia, and teleport him back to Elysium. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, you've got a stepbrother, I guess, technically. Oh. Sort of. I don't know what the brother once removed. That would be the correct term. Okay. No, wait. That sounds weird. Second brother. That's the right term. Because brother once removed would be like generation removed. So, yeah. All right. Let's go, I guess. So, before we move on to the rest of this event... Ape. Yay! Let's talk about what just happened here. So, class change, because we're doing two of those this session. So, I am moved on from the action scientist to the chosen. This is a surprise to no one who has been paying attention. (laughs) This is less a physical change and more a mental change. Well... There's some physical change, but not as dramatic as Roxanne's class change. It's more metaphysical than properly physical, except for the point where you de-aged ten years and you feel stronger and faster and fitter than you ever did before. It's gonna be really yeah. hard to explain that when you get to when you go back to work. <laughs> Botox! Botox solves everything. Uh, I'm on a Juice cleanse. <laughs> Alright, so to start off, my stats, because I had a level up banked, actually have not changed with the exception of I am down to minus one tough again. Alright, so read me, read me the whole stat line. So, one charm, two cool, three sharp, minus one tough, and two weird. And this is with the four plus ones and two minus ones that I gave you? Yes. Cool. So, to start off with... Why don't you tell me about your fate? Yes. So, the Chosen has a fate. Um, you pick how you were found out with the Chosen one. In my case, we found the Prophecy. That was an easy one. Although, then you have, to be fair, a bunch of those could have applied. Yeah, but that's one I'm not with, so... Okay. Like, the full list is Nightmares and Visions, Some Weirdo Told You, An Ancient Cult Found You, Sought Out By Your Nemesis, Attacked By Monsters, Trained By Birth, and You Found The pro- Prophecy. Now next, you pick two heroic tags. And again, this was a fairly easy choice. Uh, the ones I went with, you are the champion, and you can save the world. I could have also gone with divine help, magical powers, visions, all sorts of things. 
but those are the two I went with. Then, Doom! And these are tags for, like, just... I'm not super sure what they are, except it's just, like, general flavor. So, again, there's a lot of them. Uh, the ones I went with are a Nemesis and The End of Days. Yeah, the Dooms are more for, like, start of campaign stuff and not, like, super duper established stuff. Yep. So I get two moves from the Chosen Playbook that are mandatory. Those are Destiny's Plaything. Beginning of each mystery, I roll plus weird to see what is revealed about my immediate future. 10 plus, I get good stuff. On a 7 to 9, I get alright stuff. On a miss, I get bad things happen. Second, we have I'm Here for a Reason, which is basically if I die in the course of a mystery, I don't actually die. I spend a luck point and I recover. However, once I've actually completed my task, which is not applicable in this case because that'll be the end of the campaign, or if I have become doomed, well then, shit's bad. Then you can die for real. Then you will die if you're killed. And then I die in real life. Ah, uh, next I get one move from the list for this because I had to drop an ex an out of out of playbook move when I class changed. I dropped invincible because then I could just immediately pick it back up. Yeah, all right. I am basic. And I also had to drop one current playbook move from my repertoire. Uh, I chose to drop engineering because I didn't get a super lot of use out of it, and the couple of times I did, it literally blew up in my face. So, everything else, though, has stuck. And then you get a weapon, but you've had it for a while, actually. Mm -hmm. So we talked about that, and what's going to happen? Actually, we want to talk about that because it's going to be like next session that I do this. Yeah, we'll hold that one for now then. All right, but the weapon will get an upgrade. Yes. Also, the advanced moves—you only had one, but in interest of keeping you even with the other players, you're getting a second. So, what are your two advanced moves? So I only had advan—I only had advanced kicks and ass, so I kept that, of course. And then as my second, I chose Investigate a Mystery. Right on. Putting that three sharp to good use. Yep. Cool. Other than that, Steiner didn't change much except for the literal Halo of Fire. Yeah. A... This was more of a mental thing than anything else. Still important, though. Still yep. gonna matter a lot. So, Grant, you and your sister appear in Elysium, and it's your first time being here. God, bright here! Jesus! Well, it's not. It's not bright here. Oh, okay. There are two it's suns, body. but it's it's not like there's, like, two suns pouring down on this place. It's pretty, like, you don't know this, but one of those suns is fake. Okay. However, Grant, mm -hmm. 
you are in the unique position to detect this, given your wizard senses and the particular disciplines you have learned and encountered. This place that is flat, but you can't see the edges of it, despite there like not being a ring of mountains like there is on the Deadlands, is awash in time, death, and self-magic in equal measures. It is almost a little bit hard to breathe with how thick it is here. Huh, that's weird. This place is weird. Also, Grant fucking Steiner's there, and well, he looks like Steiner. He's like 35 now, and he has a and he has a halo of fire. Steiner, are you hitting the magic Botox? You're not actually far off. Okay. Cool. Also, Grant, there's um, an angel in a suit. My only reaction is to think, is this the one that stabbed me? And also there's a kind of like 50% transparency ghost, maybe, of a person in a red hood with a crystal arm. Is this the one that stabbed me? That's, that's just going to be Grant's no, reaction no, no to one all here of them. Stabbed no, no, actually, uh, one did that's stab. Inter- that's internal thinking. I'm not I'm saying I'm not wondering this out loud. Oh, get out! Stop! I just got somebody out of there. Just get... please. That was the whole thing. Does she take him soon? <laughs> you should really be renting out all that space. Just leaving money on the table. All right. Okay. Anyway, aside from thinking, is this the one that stabbed me? Is this the one that stabbed me? Like Grant's just like sort of overwhelmed and trying to take it all in. Well, as you do so, the trying to catch your bearings instead of yourself, the the ghost in the hood spreads their arms and sort of declares, "Excellent." The primary three have gathered. The champion, the escort, and the void. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. In the chat, I can still see in my message where I said I take exception at being called an escort. (laughs) You're not an escort, you're the escort. Oh. You're escorting Steiner to his destiny. I mean, like, yes, I get that, but I'm making a joke. I know, and I'm busting your nuts on it. No. You gone with, like, guide, other than, you know, any other word other than a euphemism for prostitute. Look. Anyway. Just anyway. saying. Maybe get your head out of the gutter. No. You're the one who called me an escort. Yeah. I like the gutter. <laughs> Not an escort. <laughs> The escort. All my friends are here. Capital letters and everything. You get in the gutter. It's great down here. <laughs> we all float down here. Okay. All right. The time has finally come for the three of you to meet the lover. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Okay. 
Uh, why not? Just get weird with it. Well, with everybody's ascent, you all begin ascending. Roxanne, at least, you know you can do this yourself, but Grant and Steiner, it's you are being lifted magically up into the sky. Oh, good. I was worried there were going to be a lot of stairs. Hey, kids, you ever wanted to visit the sun? No. No? Too bad. So you all go up and up and up and breach the thin layer of clouds above the central building and find yourselves before a massive amber orb with a tree and a house inside of it. And the projection of the blind air sort of moves all of you forward to it, and then a kind of like porthole opens up, sort of like a camera's iris, and you all enter and then touch down. Hmm. So if I were um, the most powerful being in all of creation, and I was looking for my lost love, you know, the last place I think I would look is on the sun. So... Good job. I, I mean, if I was an all-powerful being, the first the first place I would look is the sun. I'm pretty sure this isn't a hiding spot, exactly. The lover was placed here deliberately by the Sovereign. Huh. Okay, then. Come on, guys, pay attention to the lore. They are asleep here for their safety. And we are going to go wake them up. Waking them up is required to prevent the events that you have seen, Champion. Is this going to harm them in some way, though? It will not be a pleasant experience for them. Not a very pleasant experience when I wake up, so... Uh, well, let's get it over with, I guess. I guess the sooner we do it, the sooner that they can go back to sleep. Yes. The sooner they will be able to rest properly. And the four of you, guide included, head into the little house. Roxanne, you already know the way in. Back into the bedroom, and there in a peaceful sleep on a small bed is, well, they're Fae. And they're the same kind of weird proto-Fae as Adel is. Soft white hair down to their chin, sex indeterminate, and just breathing softly. Damn, they have heterochromia. Um, so my understanding is that, um, they are dead, or are we looking at a different meaning of dead? The lover has been dead for thousands of years on your scale. This is their soul. Ah, okay. However, the methods of preservation 
in Elysium are prototyped on this orb. And so certain special circumstances are afforded to the lover. So this is keeping their soul intact, and by waking them up, the soul is going to begin to degrade. Is that about the ballpark? Not degrade, no. However, the circumstances that led to their original death have not left them. They will begin experiencing them anew upon waking. So we probably should have brought coffee. We are ready to wake them at any time, but we will wait for your word to do so. It is imperative that you get this right. <sighs> All right. Um, uh, wake them up, if you would. The apparition of the blind air nods and floats over. So they are behind the lover's head and they place their hands on either side of the lover's temples. And there is a kind of gentle thrum in the room. And the lover's breathing is disturbed, like they just woke up. And they sort of slowly sit up, eyes still closed, and rotates their feet around the floor, like scratch at the top of their head and kind of smack their mouth a little bit and they blink open and the picture here is accurate. They do have a kind of heterochromia. It's the one eye blue, one eye green. And they don't register you three immediately. They actually first register the blind air and their head snaps to them and they ask not sure why am I awake I, I thought I thought Adel would be here when I woke up and the blind air kind of for for the first time Roxanne you've interacted them with the most and this is kind of weird to see them kind of deferential and they just say Mesa, there are people here who need to speak to you. I'm just gonna talk us like that, okay. And now the lover scans the room and finds you three, and their face first shows some confusion, and then to bafflement. And then they whip back to the blind air with rage and ask, you brought me humans. You brought humans to me. And the, the blind air doesn't say anything. You can read on their body language that they can't think of what to say. Uh, hi, I can tell you're probably not happy to see us. Their head snaps back to you three, and the rage has not left their face. 
Well, this isn't going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, well, it's better than the alternative. Thinking hard about that one. Hi. My my name's Roxanne. I... I don't want to know any of your names. I want all of you out. I don't... I wasn't ever supposed to see any of your kind ever again. Well, well, good news you might get that wish. I know. I wasn't supposed to wake up until it was done. And I still don't understand why I am, they say, again glaring at the blind air. <sighs> Perfectly honest, I don't really understand either. I was perfectly happy in my bed and then I woke up with my head on fire so here's what I do understand though if I do nothing I my friends everyone I've ever met everyone I've never met everyone on my planet is going to die and I'm against that sort of thing in general So far as I'm concerned, it would be more than you people deserve. <sighs> I see what you all do to each other. It's... They... Press the, the heel of their palm into their forehead. It's... All I fucking see half the time is what you people do to each other. I... God, it's soon to be, and their eyes flash open, and suddenly both of their eyes are green, and they stumble out of bed, and the blind air waves their hand, and a piece of paper and a quill pen just manifests in the air, and the lover stumbles to them and picks up the quill and writes fervently onto the page and once they reach the end of it they drop the quill and then just like sit on the ground and <sighs> they pick up the paper and they thrust it at the three of you insistently. I'll take it. As you read through it, it is an intensely graphic description of a murder that's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. Ever since you bastard animals stood up out of your swamp, it's constant.
And you want me to help? You want me to prolong that? You want me to help you stop that from ending? Are you kidding me? Grant will go, yeah, that is, that is pretty terrible, but, um, for every one of those, you get a hundred thousand people smiling at their newborn child for the first time. You get countless people laughing happily spending time with each other that and just so glad to just not be alone and loving life and it's just yeah we are capable of terrible things and sure the terrible things float to the surface more easily but that's because they're easier to see and they're more immediate to understand than the hundreds upon hundreds of small things we do every day to affect people's lives for the better. The lover seems dumbfounded, which is not at all the reaction you would expect from something like that. And then their face twists up in something ugly and sarcastic. They stand and they are taller than all of you and they look down the bridge of their nose at you specifically, Grant, and they say, Oh, that's adorable coming from you, Grant Harrison. You think I haven't seen you? You think I haven't seen you, Edwin Steiner? Mm. Roxanne Harrison? I've seen all three of you. Dozens of times. (sighs) And I remember all of it. I could list it out. The thefts, turning to Roxanne, the broken promises, the lies, hiding your brother's bodies from him. Wait, what? (sighs) Oh yes, Grant Harrison, the bodies, all nine of them. As a result of your lust for power to defeat your own internal inadequacies. And that's before we even get to the people hospitalized and killed due to the power outage that you caused. When you stood there and watched the psychopomp kill a man. I did everything I could as soon as I could to try and stop that. That's how it's always been to you. You think I don't see when you lie to yourself? 
I'm not lying to myself and I'm not lying to you. As soon as I found out that what that thing was doing, I tried everything I could to stop it as soon as I could. I watched it happen. Yeah, and I was there. And trust me, I made sure I was doing everything I could. And as soon as an opportunity presented itself to it, I worked with someone who I would rather never ever work with to do, to make sure it didn't happen. What a great sacrifice for you. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't a sacrifice. It was me doing the right thing because it was to save people's lives. You don't get to tell me that I didn't try everything I could as soon as I could when that is honestly what I was doing. And if I could have done something sooner and if I could have done something better, I would have. But I was given, I did what I was given the opportunity to do. So, who was keeping you on the sidewalk as that man dropped dead? Wouldn't have been able to get there in time. They cannot restrain themselves from rolling their eyes. I will admit that in my life I have left a trail of destruction. I was wronged, and I lashed out far greater than was deserved. But I like to at least think that in the past year or so, I have at least saved a few lives. certainly didn't even try to save that one, though, did you? No. No, I didn't. It was... I spent so much time afraid of him that when time came to confront him, I could think of nothing but vengeance, and now that the moment passed, I regretted it. It was a mistake, and I can never correct that. I have no excuses for my actions. My uh, decisions are my own. But today, I have the opportunity to save many, many billions of lives, and I'm not going to walk out of here without the means to do so. Is that a threat? I don't believe I'm even capable of hurting you. I'm simply stating my intention. You'll have to excuse me if I find the idea of saving you people absurd. Because it isn't just you three that are like this. They stand up a little bit straighter and something flashes behind their eyes. It's all of you. And all three of you are hit with what you quickly come to understand is the entirety of their memories of prophecies. You are assaulted with the entire human history of cruelty. Little things from schoolyard bullying to the most 
heinous crimes that a human can commit. And it feels a little bit personalized, almost as it comes through. Steiner, you see a lot of stealing that ruins people's lives. Roxanne, you see a lot of secrets that drive people to do terrible things to themselves and to each other. And Grant, you see wizards, human wizards throughout all of history, harvesting organs and souls, pulling people apart like cruel children with spiders, mind control and memory blinking. Thousands of years of human cruelty is pressed down upon the three of you. This is what you see every day. That is all you people have ever been from the start. I can't fathom a reason to save you. And Grant? Mm -hmm. As soon as the lover says that sentence, you experience an extremely queer sensation. It's like someone grabs you by the scruff of the neck and pulls backwards. Only you don't physically move. Okay. However, you are not piloting yourself anymore. You do, however, experience, and Roxanne and Steiner, you also see Grant take a step forward, and the voice that comes out of his mouth is not his own, and it says simply, and there isn't one. And great confusion passes over the lover's face before recognition replaces it. And they step closer to Grant and ask, Adel? Only for a moment, just fulfilling a bargain. I've been asleep this whole time. It hasn't felt like long to me. And it's been millennia for me. And I have missed you every second of it. And you are correct now as you were then. Not a one of them is worth preserving. And it will only be a few months. Just a few months. A few more moons. And then you will be rid of them, and we will be together again. And both the lover and Grant start crying, and they hold each other for a moment. And then, Grant, you are pushed back into your body. I immediately start pulling back. The lover just looks hurt.
I know you miss him. And believe me, I I think I know sort of what you're going through. I can't possibly say exactly, but something similar happened to me and there was a point where I would have done almost anything to get her back, but I knew the limits of what was acceptable and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's just you say that there's not you both say that there's not a single reason to save us and I'm gonna tell you right now all that stuff you just showed me yeah, it was bad and yeah it was cruel and hurt a lot of people but I still think even after all that humans don't deserve to be wiped out and it's a slow slow process sure but I believe we are capable of doing better, and I believe that we're we're better. I'm not going to say that we're much better, or even that we're good, but we're better than we were hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago. Time, time. It's it's a slow, slow process, but we are beginning to understand each other more and as we understand each other we get better at trying to solve each other's problems and make the world a better place and unfortunately yeah there are people who are in power that would seek to undo that but if human history has shown anything, eventually we'll stop listening to them one way or another and make the world a little better after it. They just sit back down on their bed and have their head in their hands to be massaging that point on their forehead again. Do you want to know an interesting fact about humanity? They tilt their head up to meet your eyes and there's nothing kind in them. So, the earliest recorded modern human remains date to about 300,000 years ago. Did you know 
that it took 200,000 more years for us to even figure out language. Did you know that? Did you know that when we came from in the trees, we had no natural defenses, no way to protect ourselves? We spent our nights huddling around primitive fires, being stalked and hunted in our beds. Did you know that? Did you know that for 99% of human history, the leading cause of death was predator? Did you know that? So you will forgive me if I don't particularly care here, sit here and get talked down to by a race that has never had to deal with being eaten in the night. We are dangerous. We are violent because we had to be to survive. <sighs> but we can be better. We have gotten better. Look at what we have done in just a couple of thousand years. We have built safe grand cities where we don't have to be killed by predators at night. And our instincts to survive have not gone away. We needed them and they have not faded. So while we are not perfect, we are doing the best we can. And unless we have more time to do that, we will never be able to do better. So you, your kind, your fair races, have just never had to deal with that sort of thing. And you still go to war with each other? What is your excuse for that, hmm? Not like you're free of sin. But you don't have the excuse of spending 30,000 years being chased and hunted for your actions. Do the courts still exist? Yes, the courts still exist. You must have learned quite a lot to get here. You learned the bare minimum to get here, I think, but we know much of your history. You know that the courts weren't always there. Correct. You know what was there before? Uh, it was just like, primal chaos, right? Those are words you could use. Have you met him? Oh, you've met him. You've seen what he can do? You've seen what he can do. Why do you think he's that strong? Is he a conqueror? Not until the moment that he realized that he could make all of us safer if he became one. Let me see if I understand that. Your argument is that the reason that you can look down on us for being violent is because you had someone physically kill all of the violent fae. Is that about right? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. He conquered the world. 
He made it safe for us. And he didn't kill anyone to do this. A single person. There were ones who preferred it, Wild. And he just left them alone, did he? If they didn't strike first. How many? I didn't bother keeping count. Oh, so that many. So you're going to sit there, blood dripping from your hands, and call us violent. And you are going to stand here, blood dripping from yours, and excuse it because the world was hard. It seems to me... We are both trying to excuse our violent pasts. Difference being, I'm arguing in favor of exactly one death. You are arguing in favor of seven billion. I'm arguing in favor of the only person who has ever worked to make the world I live in safe ending the people who have made every day of my life suffering. That is not exactly... <sighs> Alright, I sympathize. I sympathize with your position. I do. But if I spent every waking moment of my day seeing every cruelty the elves and the fairies and all the other fae had spent on each other. I'd be pretty damn pissed at your race, too. I can understand. But you have no right to condemn all of us for a problem that you suffer from. And I grant, again, I sympathize. It's a. I can't imagine what you go through. But you are asking for an entire world to die. Do you suppose that's going to make it better? It would let me breathe. Would it, though? Or would the weight of seven billion deaths at once possibly just destroy you outright. All I have seen of you people. You've seen it too. You preach about how good you are and how much you've grown. I haven't seen a bit of that. Then have you... Alright, so I noticed earlier that one of your eyes, the green one specifically, uh, on the, the, the green, the blue changed to green when you had your little prophecy. Has the green ever changed to blue? Not once. Not, are you? So you've never seen a single act of human kindness? hardly believe you're kind or capable of it. Have you bothered trying look to look? The 
moment your kind started existing, I became unable to leave my house. It hardly seems fair to judge a race on to judge anything by its worst qualities alone, though. All right, let's make let's make a bargain. If you can't find at this very moment even a single act of human kindness, we'll leave. We will pick up our toys, and we will walk away. I can't leave this place. But you can still see visions, right? So... Actually, are they physically incapable of seeing anything other than misery? Is that, like, what's going on here? Yes, specifically. Their visions are exclusively bad human actions. Okay. Hmm. All right, all right, all right. Is there any way we could like is it like a blockage problem or is they just like only get that they only like receiving that particular band this is entirely like out of character knowledge that I'm giving you but yes it's they only receive that one particular signal hmm. is there a way has to be a way that we could show you. So all that you're picking up in this is misery. Uh, like, okay, how do we, like, tune them to a different channel? <laughs> it might not be entirely necessary to tune them. Actually, can I just, like, ask the blind air if there's any way to do that? You can, but I'll just tell you right now, blind air's not offering anything. Hmm. I don't- I don't have an answer in mind for this. I'm letting you all just sort of come to it. But it, it feels like you're sitting on something good here, yeah. but- Maybe tuning the lover isn't correct. All right, can I? Hmm? I want to, like, I guess, try and, I don't know, could I try showing them, like, a memory using magic? Yeah. Yeah, you can. And I did say that I'm not really going to be asking for rolls here, so... You know, you've all had your minds invaded a couple of times. You know how... 
roughly psychic connections work. So I'm not going to ask for a roll here. It doesn't feel appropriate to ask you to roll right now. What memory do you show them? Hmm. Well, I think the thing that pops into my head as like the supreme moment that like sticks out in Roxanne's life is it feels embarrassing to say this the first time Grant ever called her Roxanne Grant Steiner Uh, the moment that comes to Steiner's mind is saving Morton and offering him shelter mine's easy the reunion with Amalia where Grant just let down every single wall in front of everybody just did not even care and showed just how happy he was. So you all push these memories into the lover's mind, and they are still seated on the bed. And they take their hand away from their forehead and put it in their lap with their other one, and they're still staring at the floor. And they are silent for minutes. And all that you hear from them is a very small another. Saving Victor's kids, like they used the ram against me, but like that was ex- that was to save, you know, friends, children, and family. I put through the memory of me working with Las Estrellas to put the detox magic into the um into the syringes to help uh, to help the addicts out. Steiner recalls the memory of the time his father gave him a factory tour and he fell in love with robotics and he just kind of grew closer to his dad and everything. I recall the time Roxanne cured Alyssa and saved her life. Another. Grant sitting with his whole family in West Virginia watching a sunset over a mountain. Roxanne playing with Ankara. The Coven, um, despite all their circumstances, how happy they are with each other. Another. Just that moment of Dave with his daughter both of them, you know, the moments with them at 
it's running into them at Disneyland and running into them at the con and just seeing how much Dave cares about his kids and how obvious it is it is from the outside. First time Steiner told Gregory that he loves him. people like this? Are you all so cruel to each other so constantly, but you could do this too. I don't understand any of you. I walk over to them and I just just sort of, I don't sit next to them or touch them or anything, but I just say really quietly, I'm going to let you in on a secret. You don't get it either. Every moment of misery that you see, there are hundreds, thousands of moments of joy. It's... Cosmically, everything's not fair. The fact that you have to see all this shouldn't happen. I don't want it... I don't want you to be unhappy either. Humans are capable of seeing... We're capable of seeing ourselves in other things. And that can be the cruelest and the most extreme form of love also. What do you people want from me? We want you to help us keep these happy moments going and the only way we can do that is if we stop idle you'll have to kill him <sighs> is that truly the only way to do it is there no other way? There isn't. Then I'm sorry. Just one more cruelty from you people. asking me to tell you how to kill the parts that I love the most. Wish we didn't have to ask. Wish things are different. I did wish things would have been different. seems to be no kind way to end this.
You have to carve out his heart. How? You need knives, 10 of them. Forged in blood. I don't know where the blood comes from. He didn't know when he told me. We do, actually. We've figured it out. And... Your blood's one of them. would ask this of me. I wish I didn't have to. Do what you have to. Notcher, put me back to sleep, please. The blind air's projection floats over to Oliver and guides them back down into a sleeping position and rests their hands over their eyes, and their eyes flutter closed, and they are asleep again. And the blind air turns to all of you. We're sorry we couldn't help. We were disallowed from. That was difficult. Yeah, I think I... I understand. Thomas Hobbes once wrote that the life of man Solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short. But I think it's also one of the most beautiful and incredible things to ever exist. So, you have all learned the shape, and you know seven of the names. We're working on the remaining three. Are we allowed to know the remaining three now? We cannot tell you. You will have to learn them yourselves. Fair enough. <laughs> That's just what I was mostly expecting. <sighs> so, where to first, players? Well, well, first of all, we need to extract blood from the sleeping person right here. 
Can you take blood from a ghost? So the fact that Meza was able to write on a piece of paper and hand it to you and you were able to pick it up, they're, they're not a traditional ghost. Have you not seen ghosts in Iraq before? Nope. You've seen, like, Deadlands creatures that are ghost-esque do so, but never a proper dead person. Yeah, okay, so, like, Damrail is just, like, the appearance of dead, not actually dead. Yeah, he is a fey creature that is, like, class undead, but not that's actually just, like, dead. His, that's his species. That's just how they are. Kind of like, there was, kind of like vampires. Think, think vampires in this spooky. world. Yeah, there was never an alive person that died and became Damerol. It was always just Damerol. That's how he's always been. Okay. So Steiner has syringes, right? Steiner has needles. We can. I literally have, sir. I literally have a syringe on me right now. Is one of your yeah. doctors? Is one of your doctors? Does that involve learning any phlebotomy? Techniques. I mean, I mean he had to have known how to how to deal with bleeding out, what with getting his entire fucking arm ripped off. Yeah, I learned a, a school of hard knocks, as it were. Uh, yeah, so did I. You had like, to I can just take my fucking athame and draw some blood if I need to. But that feels like a pretty barbaric way to do it. I literally have a syringe on me right now. Yeah, but that's a syringe for putting things in, not taking things out. They're different. It'll work the other way in a pinch. Oh. Unless how well, depends on how much we need. Enough to well, make yeah, a knife. You don't know that. And also Mesa isn't going anywhere. Alright, yeah, that's okay. fair. So actually, yeah, that was the whole reason we fucking held off on getting the fall quartz bug because we didn't know how much. What we need is to go talk to Morton. So, what are you doing, people? All right. So I'm next, taking everybody home. Yeah, we need to figure out exactly how much blood we need. And by that figure out, I mean ask Morton how much blood we need to make a knife out of blood. <laughs> Something that would actually cut somebody, too. <laughs> so the blind air will escort you down to ground level. This has been an experience. When you all get down there, Roxanne, you kind of get jumped by your buddies. Whew. Like, how, how jump? The ones who have arms to hug are giving you hugs. The ones who don't are like butting heads against you. They can read on you that you're messed up. They are trying to be a source of comfort. Yeah, I did have to just immortal. I uh, just had to argue my deserve my right to exist to a immortal fucking godlike being. It was about the last thing I expected I'd be doing when I woke up this morning. Grant looks at all of them and goes, okay, one of them for sure stabbed me. Probably the one with the sword. Well, I mean, if you had to take a guess. <laughs> All right. Congrats. You solved the mystery. Yeah. Fucking 
casual, like, tussles your hair, Roxanne, and says, you doing all right, kid? Oh, absolutely not, but there's work to be done. So, just, um, you've never, you never figured out how to turn that off. Have you tried thinking about it real hard? Usually works for me. And no, I'm, I'm, I mean, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be where they are if they had ever figured out how to stop that particular flow of information. I kind of forgot about that in the... I didn't. It's kind of bright. Well, it's above my head. I don't... How many times do you look at the top of your head? Fair. Though, also, at least once a month. Uh, just, if they never figured out how to do it, I doubt we'll have any success, but I'm going to try anyway. Well, that's pretty human of you, Steiner. Hmm. But also, yes, how do I turn this off? You said you were going to tell me. Yes, you have stabilized sufficiently. It is a matter of concentration and vocabulary. All right. So you don't want me to, like, to roll something for this, or am I just going to no, make Dragon Ball Z power-up noises? <laughs> no, it's... Steiner needs to learn, like two words in the angelic language on and off I know that was uh, do you have a dictionary Steiner you are taught how to speak two words in an incredibly occult language you're taught two words in modem does this technically make me trilingual don't think I can put that on my resume. I don't think it counts if you're not fluent in it. Hmm. It would actually probably be beneficial to learn more at some point, but uh, for right now, I will settle with off. Roxanne, that sounds like the angelic word for off to you. Grant, that's real grating on your eardrums. That's not a word. Stunner just made a noise people don't make. Steiner, are, are you trying to have voice acting again? I'm telling you. Oh, oh hey, thing's off. Huh. Oh. Off. Oh. Off. Oh. Grant, you are beginning to develop a headache. Stop! 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 All right, all right. Sorry, it's a bit of an interesting novelty, and I need a distraction right now. So, Grant, do you want me to take me home, or do you want to come back to Steiner's lab to talk to Morton? Because I'm going with Steiner. I'm going with Steiner, too. All right. As long as he doesn't keep doing that on-off thing. I I can start doing it. No! No more words. Stop! No! All (laughs) of you are insufferable now. Maybe I will go home. No, No, I want to go talk to Morton. I want to go talk to Morton. Wait, before we go, is... The blind air still in hologram form. Yep. I've got a question. This has bugged me for the entire time that I've known you. 
what's under the hood? Blind hair just kind of cocks their head, like, like they they receive enormous amounts of prophecies every single second of every single day. They have a lot of possible futures in their head, but <laughs> never expected me to ask what's under their hood. <laughs> yeah, no, this was not a piece of information they expected to be asked to part with. But they will nonetheless, they will shrug in, in in probably the most human motion you've ever seen them do. It's just an honest, like, whatever kind of shrug. And it's it's still a projection, so it's not like this is going to happen to the one in the crystal, but they will reach up and they will pull their air, their hood down and well I'm sorry fam it's not literally Crystal Exarch under there oh. the blind hair is not playing this game <laughs> a cat boy but no they are they are startlingly human under the hood they are sort of a, a dark skinned very very faintly masculine it's like bordering on perfect androgyny black hair that is like some sort of almost uncanny cross-section between curly and wavy and it's up around their ears if i had to compare it to like a, a character from another piece of media i'd say cabru from uh, delicious in dungeon oh hmm. There's a, but their eyes are notably the most off thing about them. They are the same crystal that Roxanne's are when she is in angel mode. They are bright blue, except instead of like bits of gold in them, like Roxanne's has, there is a full on like ring of gold for the iris and I mean Roxanne's gay and I don't think Steiner's ever interested but oh no Grant <laughs> oh no the blind air is kind of cute oh no he's cute oh god look I can objectively say that the blind air is kind of yeah I can acknowledge that the existence of the aspect of cuteness exists. <laughs> Grant's, Grant's mind immediately goes, oh no, he's hot. And the blind hair is blind, so their eyes are like just wide open and not looking at anything in particular. And they just kind of point their head at all of you. Not sure what to expect from this. Thank you for indulging my curiosity. I would have guessed just like an empty void. Is it weird that I was expecting cat ears? <laughs> that is a strange thing to have expected from us. Yes. <laughs> what can I say? I always keep people guessing. See, I was expecting like a dark void. Not that there's nothing under there. It's just like whatever's under there we can't even perceive. So it's just like so it's like it's just like an empty space to us. But cute boy is also good. <laughs> so with that, 
burning question answered. <laughs> I will not be shamed for this. What do you do, players? Actually, I just have one more question, just a small one. Uh, in the event I need to come back here for some reason, is there a way to do that, that without bothering Roxanne, or no? She is your escort. She must lift the roll in order to count properly. All right. If that's the only way, that's the only way. I loop my hand, my arms through both of their arms, and I teleport us out of there. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Bye. All right. You all appear in Steiner's lab. Uh, when you get there, Cam's there. <laughs> I think I did invite him to live in my house. No, he said that he's coming with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. An invitation was not requested. Oh, hey. You're still here. I was wondering where he went. So if you picked out a room, you can't have the fabrication lab. I use that. I don't I don't need a room, boss. I just I don't sleep. I don't eat. I'll just hang out while you're asleep. It's fine. That's creepy. I'll make myself useful. Uh, all right, sure. Gregory will have someone to talk to while I'm asleep, at least. Yeah, Craig's pretty cool. We've uh, we've been getting to talking to each other. Well, I'm glad you get along then. Uh. Edwin, this person means to fight you. Often. I am concerned. Uh, are you supposed to be a training partner or something? That's one of the things I'm gonna be doing, yeah? You've, uh... Right. You've got some important stuff to learn before end times comes around. Right. So, yes, Gregory, they mean to fight me, but hopefully not lethally. I think it would be counter to the whole mission if I died at the hands of my trading partner. Yeah, no, killing ain't on the table. See, nothing to worry about, Gregory. Very well. But I will be watching closely during these sessions. Yeah, actually, I'm going to explicitly need you to do that. How ominous. Don't worry about it. Y'all got bigger and badder things to worry about right now. Right. Hey, Speaking uh, of... Where's Morton? Yes. Yeah, we need Morton. Morton. Cam just kind of thumbs towards his living space, and now that you're trying to pick up on it, you can hear the muffled sound of hammering at an anvil. Uh, are we interrupting, Morton? Nothing that I can't put away. Uh... We'd like to commission you. Yeah. Oh. You need ten knives. Made out of blood. Knives of blood, you say? Well, yes. That is not metal. So, we will need to forge it into ore. We will need to retrieve qualia. Well, we're not doing it today. Not today. We, we need to know how much blood is required. For magical weapons. I assume that is what we are constructing, that this blood will be special somehow. Yes. Yes. Uh, specifically, there will be ten of them. 
It will be forged of a separate person's blood. Except for one of them, which will be made from four. And specifically, they are for carving out a heart. Then you will want proper daggers. I cannot give you the exact volume without testing. Well, we can do one of them right now. Um, yeah. We can do three of them right now, really. Yeah, you can, like, make a couple dry runs, actually. Well, I don't think dry is the right word. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, it, as soon as it left my mouth, I realized it was wrong. Also, have you met Cam yet? Have you had a chance to talk? Do we have company? I've been down here all day. Oh, yes, we have um, a new guest that will be staying. Yeah, my delightful baby brother. Wonderful. He's a little weird. You'll get used to him. I am always happy to meet new and interesting individuals. Well, he's certainly interesting, and he's also quite new, so... He's also very individualistic, apparently. Well, if you mean to begin production now, again, I will need my partner. I cannot fashion oars. I can only work them. I don't know where they are, so I think, Dr. Steiner, you're going to have to handle that. Right. To the... To the courts. In the meantime... Grant, could you pull me about a pint of blood? Gregory will walk me through it. Okay. Fine. I guess I'll be the monkey. And here, now that I've got all my skin back, I was really hoping I could start bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) Morton just hasn't commented on the fact that I have skin again. Morton's like, oh, hey, that's weird. Morton's never seen me with skin, actually. No, he hasn't! No, he hasn't, but your voice is the same. (laughs) Your voice is the same, and your face is basically the same, and you act basically the same, and he's from the fucking Feywilds. People getting transformed. It's a thing that happens, and you don't seem too broken up about it, so unless you want to talk to it. different about you. He's just going to roll with it. Haircut! (laughs) (laughs) Right, so do you want to make a deal of fetching or just like Nah, not going to make a deal of it. You can head to the fall court. You are enough of a known entity and enough people here like you that it's not a big deal for you to ask to just head down to the workshop and you know how to get back to Qualia's office. Hello, Qualia. Hey, uh, Doctor. What's... How's how's Morton? He's doing quite well. We're going to forge uh, knives out of blood today. Ah, alright. So, I'm on deck then. If you're not busy. I'm never too busy to do something interesting. Alright then. Time warp. Yep. Clock wipe back to the lab. I'm not gonna fucking have Colin roll dice to have Grant draw blood. Grant, because I better get a cookie after this. Would exsanguination be a tough roll or a weird roll? Are you absolutely certain you want to accept cookies in my laboratory again? I mean, the last time I got one, it was really good. 
Actually, do I still have like those cookies in like a freezer or something? <laughs> They're all eaten. I've said before, you have precisely one dose left. Oh. Okay. I'll just I'll have lunchbox whip up some cookies, just some basic ass sugar cookies. <laughs> what color is your hair this this month? Is it orange? Orange. It's orange with black okay. highlights in it. Orange and black sprinkles on them, then. Excellent. <laughs> I can fucking go to the store and get those shitty orange pumpkin cookies that they sell around Halloween. Let Munchbox have his happiness. <laughs> so, what happens is you bring Qualia the pint of blood, and Morton tells her we're basically going to need a dagger out of this. And she looks at it and Grant you can very much tell that she's doing some sort of like magical scanning spell with her eyes mm-hmm. she she stares at it for like a solid five minutes and like over the course of that her face gets more and more confused and concerned Yep, no, that's uh, that's my blood. My, Actually, that's isn't like every normal. time she looks away from Grant, she'd be forgetting who he is. Like, whose blood is this? What is? I mean, Grant's still in the room, so he has he has that much object permanence. Hmm. But beyond that, it'll it'll be a tricky business. But Grant, she looks up from this and she asks, "What the hell are you?" The Void. Okay, with a title like that, yeah, uh, this makes sense. Okay. It's an entire thing. <sighs> okay. She... She cracks her knuckles and they do pop, which is weird because she's, like, kind of partially made out of straw. She, like, rolls her shoulders and <sighs> loosens up her neck. And she... Morton produces a sort of like mold for her. And she pours in an amount of blood and like holds her hands over it. And there is glowing and hissing and a massive influx of magic. Steiner, a couple of the sensors in your lab just start complaining quite profusely. But when she finishes, she takes her hands away and she holds up what looks like an ingot. It's bright red. She stares at it again. She says, okay, now, in order to work this, you're going to need to get it to about 20,000 Kelvin. I'm, I'm sorry, could you say that again? 20,000 Kelvin is the working temperature for this material. Sounds like she said 20,000 Kelvin. Oh, God damn it, there's sprinkles all over my shirt now. I don't think um, I'm just going to grab a fire. That is the temperature of the heart of some stars. Yes, I don't think my lab is fireproof. Um, I, I'm not, I'm just going to assume that your forge is somehow guarded against it 
would not have been able to handle this before we implemented the frictionless material. It should be able to now. Well, that's great. I'm not going to ask how. Um, that's your area of expertise. But... Hey. Hey, Steiner, how hot's your halo? I don't know. Actually, wait, didn't Gregory, like, give me a basic idea earlier? He did not. He just said that your head was on fire. He never gave you a reading. Then, um, I'm guessing on death. fire just means normal fire and not... Because if uh, if if it was the temperature of the surface of the sun, I think he would have been like warm. Steiner. Steiner, why are you the fucking sun? Uh, you don't know that. Gregory's not a fucking drama queen like the rest of you. Dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Any of you? Listen, there's a reason I laughed, and the reason was because it's true. I don't yeah. know. You say this as, as of someone who has literally chosen Dirk as their avatar. Not Dirk. Well, Hal, there's a difference. Uh, fair enough. <sighs> Let's see. I, I grab like one of those laser thermometers. I can't remember the fucking name of right now, but I guarantee you all of you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Little handheld ones that you point at things from like across the yep. room. All right, um, uh, let's see here. You, Roxanne, uh, measure this. See if that gets any sort of reading. Um. Ah, uh, pointed at his head. <laughs> well, above his head, I guess. Error. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... I'm getting an error. Apparently there's just no such thing as coincidences, then. I don't know if you planned for that to be true or if you just decided to go with it because it sounded really funny. Who, me? Yes. Oh, you think I haven't been planning this since, like, like six months ago or something? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you weren't planning for Steiner's Halo to be the heat, to contain the heat of a sun. And also, you know, actually, no, it makes perfect sense that you would have planned for it, actually. <laughs> You've had enough time for this bullshit. How could have you foreseen the things that would happen in the game that you made? It's real fucked up that you were able to see that. Uh, so will this suffice? I... Just go stick your head in there, Steiner. Yeah, I'm the pilot light. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's an intensely comedic scene where Steiner just fucking lays his head on the Sublime Forge and Morton, extremely confused, tries to run the ore through the halo. It, uh, it didn't work. Wow. Womp womp. Okay. Uh... Maybe you need to... I could teach you how to say, like, hotter, maybe. I mean, I don't think any heat is actually... You all aren't incinerated, so... It's magic fire. Like, literally magic fire. I can't see why it can't be self-contained. I don't know, like, okay, so, like, uh, lab enclaves 
can get to the temperature of the surface of the sun, but we need the core of the sun. Yeah. So I'm going to have to invent fusion now. <laughs> Just to add this on the list of increasingly improbable things that Steiner has made. Well, in a basement there's, in LA. But there's an easier answer, and that's when Roxanne comments about it being magical fire. Her brand new bouncing baby brother slings his hand around her shoulders and says, Yeah, magical fire is real weird, isn't it? Hey, Cam, you know how we can use the fire on Steiner's head to melt some ore for a forge? Oh, I know all kinds of shit about fire. Can you make fire that's as hot as the heart of a sun? I can't make it, no. But I can tell somebody who's real good at using fire how to use this fire in particular. I mean, I... Would you please do that? If you can point me at someone. Do we need to go get Margaret? You might need to go get Margaret. <sighs> Everybody just come live in my lab. <laughs> I'm sure I, I'm sure this won't piss the Sultans off if I go uh, steal a ghost. Do I want to go ask permission first, or do I want to just do it and tell them I'm trying to save the world and tell them to stuff it? I'm saving the world and eat me. Okay, I guess I'm going to go get Margaret. Is that allowed? I'd like to see them stop her? I think they can. I think they can easily do that. They can't stop me if they don't catch me. <laughs> I'll go ask first. Does that sound all right with everybody? Right. Uh, yeah. Also, I, I guess. Think they'll, I think they'll give me special permission. Considering I'm going to have to, we're going to have to do this to save the world. Yeah, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they'd like getting real busy out all at once and then have nothing to do for the rest of eternity. So I guess I bip over to the Deadlands. Well, while she's gone, who wants to help me turn on this new generator? Because I never got to do that, and I really was looking forward to it. (laughs) So, Roxanne, first time in the Deadlands in a while. Please tell me the headache didn't come back. Nope. Cool. Fantastic. So yeah, I guess I go to the capital first to go ask for permission. Mm-hmm. I just... Once again, I don't go straight into the palace because it would be rude. <laughs> but I do go in the gates. I do go in the door like a normal person. It's been enough times that I don't think anyone's going to even try and stop me at this point. And I don't know who's even there. Today, only Cleopatra. Ah. Well. Roxanne, it's been so long. Yeah, uh. Busy work. We have been working tirelessly to fully understand the catalyst that you brought us. 
Oh. Do you did you learn anything? We have learned several things. We have not quite made a complete picture yet, but we feel we will be there soon. <sighs> okay. I think I've figured out how to heal the wounds it causes on my own. But knowing more about it would ever be useful. Wonderful. We will continue working then. I appreciate any help you can give me. I, 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 I've actually come to ask another favor. Unfortunately. Um, it doesn't really require any work on your part, I don't think, but... Hmm. I need to borrow somebody. Please explain. I forget how much of this, I, how much I've explained to uh, the Sultans before, but I'm just going to. You have say, learned a whole fucking lot since the last time you spoke to them. Was the last time I spoke to them before or after uh, the th we met Adel? After. The last time you spoke to them was when you gave them that hunk of Elysium crystal. Right, right. It would have to have been. Thank you for. Um. So, we figured out how to kill the thing that, uh, the, the rider of the Pale Rider. We know the Pale Rider's weakness. And we know the materials we need to create the weapon to kill the Pale Rider, but we need someone capable of controlling fire to a astronomical degree. And the only person that I know of that knows that much about fire is well, dead. Ah. Uh, one of the children of Salem. Yes. We are, as a rule, not fond of souls who refuse to be washed out, but... Frankly, that group is more trouble than they're worth. Maybe there are just other ways that you could convince them to pass on. Maybe they're just waiting for something. But that's another discussion entirely. Well, releasing a soul is... One of the few things that is absolutely forbidden in these lands. So I cannot give you permission by myself. I guess you would need to discuss it with your colleagues. I understand. And she hops off of her throne and steps over to one of the walls. It's blank and she touches it and draws a small circle and taps the center of it, and then the whole thing expands into this very ornate-looking glass. What can you that? A telephone. It turns out Cleopatra knows a pretty hella scrying spell. Cleopatra's cool. I like Cleopatra. And the face of the looking glass segments 
into eight portions. And they all flicker one by one, and the other sultans appear. Including the one that you've never seen. I'm not gonna, like, watch her phone call. That would be rude. <laughs> I mean, okay. Okay, actually, no, I am going to watch her phone call. <laughs> Save me a bit of time explaining what's happening, then. I just give me an excuse to narrate less. No, no, it's it would actually makes way more sense. I'm actually going to be a little bit of a busybody and pay attention. All right. Well, you recognize all the faces on there except for one. And the last one in there is... Well, they got the same sort of, like, emaciated undead form that all of the sultans do. But this one, you can read femininity in and some sort of Asianic clothing. And she appears to be just in, like, a state of meditation. She is surrounded by a... Well, it's not zoomed out enough to tell how big it is, but she's definitely surrounded in some sort of, like, pink crystal. And you can see some things in it. You can see shifting shadows. And there are a lot of them. And you can also see... Like, some sort of hole in space. It's like the, the landscape abruptly changes at some point behind her. Right. And the nine sultans of the Deadlands have a conversation about releasing a soul to the world of the living. And what it would mean. And like, do we let this happen? Who's for it? Who's against it? Who needs to be shouted down because they're being a bit of a dumbass? Is it me? No, it's not you. Okay. I mean, do we really need to keep her permanently or we just need to borrow her? It Even borrowing her is a lot. Especially for someone as powerful as Margaret, letting someone like that back out into the world of the living. Like, she leaves sometimes. They know that. Stopping her would be a whole thing. And she comes back pretty consistently, so they just, they kind of let it ride. But like, doing it with their blessing is a whole nother thing that they gotta work through. But... You've spent enough time with these people, and enough people know your mission. And knowing that this is related to it, this is key to it. Eventually, the argument is won. And you are cleared to take Margaret on a couple of field trips to the world of the living, so long as you bring her back. I mean, everyone comes back eventually. But yeah, I thank them very much. I guess I wait till after the phone call is over so I don't look like I was listening in. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
thank thank you a lot. I I know it's a big deal, but this is um desperate times, desperate measures, you know. Yes, yes. We do not care for the idea of the extinction of humanity. I'm glad we're on the same page. It would just make me super busy. Have you ever had to, like, take care of a line that just wouldn't get go away? It's sort of like that. Well, except if Steiner's vision is to be believed, they'd get hyper busy for a couple of days, and then they'd all just fucking die. Yo. By the way, before I go, I hope Arthur and Catherine aren't upset with me. Oh, that. Yes, they they did complain for a little while, but they don't they don't hold it against you at all. They are more self-aware than they let on. <laughs> all right, glad to hear it. All right, now I have to convince Margaret to go with me because I don't think she's going to like the idea of leaving everyone else alone. Oh, this is a headache. All right, thank you. I'm going to head outside before I try and do my thing with the earring. Mm-hmm. You know, the other player characters can be involved in this as well. Nah, it's fine. I'm not super sure why you drag Steiner along. Margaret likes Steiner. None of them would remember Grant, so it would kind of depress him a little. Sure. Well, I mean, one of them would probably remember Grant. No. I think that the one that is, like, an expert at stealth magic might still be able to retain knowledge of somebody that she's met before. Mm. Anyway, just because she's that powerful. Mm. Mm. But. All right, Steiner can go along. You'll probably help to explain. Yeah, um, I'll just... It's like, hey, a twink stuck in a crystal jar told me I have to save the world, so we need you to... God. need you to come over here and light some rocks on fire. Pretty please. Yeah, I just dip back to the lab, and I'm like, Steiner, do you want to come with me to help convince Margaret? Because I think you know the specifics better. And I think she likes you enough that she might listen to you. I've got like a I'm still, like, over the pit, and we're trying various things with Morton. He's like, sure, this isn't going anywhere. Cool, fantastic. Grab you on the arm. And I make sure to do the earring thing. Uh-huh. And then I go see the witches. Actually, I come to think of it, has Steiner actually ever been to the Deadlands before? Is this the first time he's actually been there? You've been to the Deadlands. You've been to the I've Deadlands. seen the Deadlands. I've never actually visited the Deadlands. No, you've been you to visited. the Deadlands. We, we, we had to take assaults. a field trip, remember? In the very it's beginning the very of the campaign. start of the campaign. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we did have to actually... But, like, it's like the ass end of the Deadlands. Then, no, probably not. Yeah, you've never been out in the wilds. Okay. You've never been outside the capital. This is depressing to look at. You've been to the Deadlands. It comes with being a raven. Yeah, I've been to this palace. I've not seen, like, the endless fucking wastes of nothing. 
with the occasional impossibly tall tower of earth flesh rising. So yeah, not going to make you roll for it. You can go back to the capital, take your earring off, go to the witches. The witches? Everybody's very happy to see you like this again. Oh, yeah, you know, I figured some stuff out. Uh, what has changed? Oh boy, things have changed. I'm trying to decide if I turned off the halo before I left. It would be 100% in character for you, I feel like, if you forgot to turn it off. It's very new. I'm getting used to it. When you say that things have changed, the Phoebe just kind of smiles serenely and says, Yes, I've heard that they've changed quite a lot. Ah, nothing escapes your knowledge. Or notice, rather. People talk. Who are you talking to out here? Oh, I'm not talking to anyone. But people are talking. You know, I really need to sit down and talk about how you do that. And I feel like you would not elaborate if I ask, so... I'm just going to leave it. If you asked, the answer would be, I've just always been a bit of a gossip. Yeah, that's what I figured. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I brought some cookies with me. Ah, cookies. Lunchbot just, like, was so excited to make cookies that he went a little overboard. (laughs) So, Margaret will sidle up as the leader of the bunch. You know her all right. You know. And ask her. Uh, so, <laughs> so what do we owe the honor? What are we here for today, folks? We need... Hmm, we need to borrow you. For just a little bit. Sorry. Again? We need to borrow... We need your help. To... We need somebody who knows fire, you know, inside and out. Because we need to make a knife to kill an immortal asshole and carve out his heart. Otherwise, everybody in the world dies. And then everybody out of the world. Ah, alright. Yeah, I think I can help with that. I don't know much about using fire outside of myself, but... Uh, and then fucking Cam just like steps out from behind her slings his hand over her shoulders and she like jumps a foot and starts charging a spell at him and he's like no 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 it's fine I'm here to tell you what you need to know so you can do this and Margaret looks at the two of you Margaret, Cam, literal angel Little Angel Cam, Salem Witch. Yeah, he's new, and I can't tell if he just doesn't know boundaries yet, or if he's doing this on purpose. I'm guessing purpose. That's my guess, personally. Margaret stops charging the spell, puts her hands down, and examines this guy. Then she kind of, like, sniffs at the air... She puts her hands on her hips and she asks, Why do you smell like me? Well, Uh, remember that hair I needed? 
Yeah? Well, combined with a bunch of other things, that's where Cam came from. So technically this is a distant relation, I think. Hmm. Or brother, or whatever. I didn't know about this until after it happened, if you're upset about it, because, um... (laughs) If you're mad, it's not my fault. I'm not. It was my gift to you. You're free to use it how you want. I just... I didn't think it would get used this way. To be fair, none of us really know what the barbers do with those clippings when they're done with them. Well, if they're long enough, sometimes I think they sell them. Oh, yeah. Wig makers. Anyway, Cam, you have the floor. Yeah, this uh, this won't take but a moment. I've um, I got psychic mind nonsense in my blood. And he reaches out and he puts his hands on Margaret's temples. And Oblex slime. Yep, I get it. (laughs) And uh, Margaret kind of like shudders. She's like, oh. Okay, um... <clears throat> yeah, alright, I, I... Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, I can help you out. I'm glad to hear it. And... One of Cam's eyes winks at you two. He just says, I see you two both back home. And he just kind of... stops being here. It's weird being on the other side of that. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we even asked, I even asked for permission, and, uh, you've got the okay if that bothered you at all. Uh, it didn't, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't care for myself, I would care for them. She just kind of thumbs at everybody else. Right. Obviously. And she turns to them and says, all right, everybody. I'm headed back with them. I don't think I can take you with me. I'm going to come back as soon as I can. I want all you to go back to the capital. I know it sucks there. I don't want to hear it. You'll be safe there without me. Got it? And there's some bitching and moaning from the two little ones. But everybody older, like, gets it. Like, their their main source of haha firepower is uh, taken off, so go to the safe zone. Yeah, I promise I will bring Margaret back as soon as possible. That's going to start getting cramped. <laughs> so, three of you can bit back to the lab. Grant. Yeah. Margaret's here. Yeah. I'd say hi. Fuck's that. Hey. Hey. You, uh, you helping with this knife thing? Uh, yeah. My blood is specifically. Huh. Nifty. I'm, uh, I'm Margaret. I'm Grant. How are you, uh, 
How'd you get mixed up in all this? Honestly, it's a long story. I'm just gonna put a hand on Grant's back. He's my brother. I remember you having a brother. You you mentioned him when we met on the bridge. Yep. Yeah, I uh, figured you would remember him from there. She, she's got a, like, a real thinky look on her face, and she's sort of pointing at Grant. Were you there? Yeah. That's real fucking weird that I don't recall that. <sighs> Not really. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. If you ask me later, I'll... I'll explain it, but it's not gonna make it any better. Roxanne, she won't even remember to ask. I'm not gonna just... You know what? Fine. I'm not gonna argue about this. So knives. Right, so knives. What am I... What am I melting here? Uh, So, first of all, Margaret Molten. Molten Margaret. You're very tall. You are dead and full of an incredible amount of magic. <laughs> you are dead and full of fire. <laughs> I'm going to work on Morton's personal skills after this. <laughs> you're huge. <laughs> you, you are huge and you have fiery guts. Huge. That must mean you have huge magic. <laughs> I'm terror. Cast and evoke. Yeah. <laughs> Margaret Qualia, Qualia, Margaret. Uh, you'll excuse me if I don't shake your hand. I'm kind of afraid that I'm going to burst into flames if I do. Yeah, I was about to say, it's kind of fucked up to introduce a fire witch to a literal straw person. Margaret just kind of shrugs and has a look on her face like she understands and is not offended. It's a real weird line of work to get into when you're made of straw. So... Oh, and, um, Gregory, who is my son. I remember you talking about him. Hello, Margaret. I've heard only good things about you, aside from the fact that you are scary. <laughs> I definitely get that one a lot. Consider that a good thing, from my opinion. Hmm. Right. So, introductions made. Let's get down to this. So, Steiner. Aye, aye, You turn on your halo. Margaret kind of stares at it for a little bit, and then she sort of reaches out and grabs it and pulls, and you can feel when it comes with her hand. Huh. Everybody is able to see just this stripe of fire being pulled out of Steiner's crown. That is a particularly odd feeling. Not unpleasant, not bad. It's it's kind of like the, the magical equivalent of... And here comes the freelance astronauts jokes. Somebody breathing in... You're what out you breathing. are breathing out, yes. I breathe, yeah. 
Yes. Because <laughs> it is, the crown is literally your exhaust. And she is pulling that. She gathers it up into a pool in her hands, just sort of winds it out almost like a garden hose and molds it all together into just a lump of starfire in her hands. She says, all right, next. All right, uh, Morton, uh, if you would show her to your forge. You all can head down into the forging space and you go to the sublime forge. He lays the ore down on it, and Margaret doesn't know shit for dick about blacksmithing, but she knows to put fire on rocks to make hot. And it does actually become soft enough for Morton to begin working it. And it is a multi-hour process. Alright, I'm going to order takeout. Um, is everyone just good with pizza? You hear no complaints. Right. But but partway through the process, all of you can feel it. Grant especially with his wizard senses. Stinky Some senses. insanely powerful magical artifact is being given shape in Steiner's lab. Huh. Wonder how far away that's being picked up. Steiner, all of the sensors in your lab are screaming. A couple of the wards pop. Hmm. Like it's leaking so much out that the like leaking back in is causing them to rupture. Should we be absorbing this, or are we going to have another Toba situation? I mean, it's just Grant's blood, and you're sucking this stuff up. I did turn the generator on. <laughs> Quickly, build a million toasters. <laughs> I, no, I did say I turned the generator on before I left for the Deadlands, so... Yeah, well, if uh, if you've got that being powered by magic, it's running distressingly quickly. Maybe before we try doing the next one, we should fix up your uh, wards, because I feel like we're going to be drawing some attention on ourselves making these things. Yes. So making sure I have enough battery capacity here. I'm going to overflow. Maybe we could just shunt it somewhere else. I don't know where's the thing that wouldn't cause problems. So as you all muse on the solution to this new problem, time continues to tick forward. The forging process continues to advance when all at once, everything collapses inwards like a black hole. And that's kind of how it feels to those of you with magic sense, that there's something like a black hole in the basement. 
what in ah, that sucks and Morton emerges and is holding a knife the blade of it is bright red it is partially see-through it seems to not be metallic but more crystalline and the hilt is a bizarre make and in fact as Morton like shows it all to you he says the hilt just formed with it I had nothing to do with it Hmm. That's how magic be sometimes. We've created the subtle knife. So, players, congratulations. One down, nine to go. Hooray! Hooray! You have obtained the knife of the void. Is black hole feeling like still there, or is that just passing? It it lessens, but it is like it it's it's something about the knife that just feels that way. Hmm. Some sort of storage. This is not bothering me every moment. But also the block. Hmm. I wonder who here has a storage space. That is completely cut off from... I was about to say, hey, do you want me to just hold on to this thing? Uh, that would you know be what? nice, yes. Probably the safest place to park we could possibly put it, outside of Inado's chest. Roxanne Harrison, for the first time in your goddamn existence, there is a knife in your hammer space, and it isn't shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I've got the I've got the Athem. The Athem. That one's not a shitty knife. The Athem? Look, don't take this from me. I've been holding this joke for like okay. eight months or something. <laughs> for the first time ever, I have a not shitty knife. On down. Nine to go. Going to have to reinforce the wards, figure out some sort of Overflow. I wonder if we can just pump the XX magic back into the Feywilds. Maybe that could be it. I mean, are you just saying, why don't we just pump the water back into the ocean? Because that seems like a good idea to me. I mean... Do we need to get dumping permission? Like the backup batteries I made when I built the generator are full I mean, now. God, if we have to get... If we're going to have to get permission, we're going to have to go through so much paperwork. Ah, uh, better... Yes. Uh, I mean, what are they going to tell us? No, don't give us all of this magical power that comes out as a process, as a byproduct of this process. Then again, I need to reinforce the wards. Maybe we can use this as a bargaining chip. I mean, a ton of excess magical energy, that seems like something that somebody might want for something. This has to go somewhere that isn't just around here, because I definitely do not want a repeat of a certain incident. By the way, everybody, as you are contemplating our next steps, you all get pinged in the group chat, and Grant, you get a second text besides. What the fuck is that? Yeah, literally from Magpie. Does anybody know what the fuck just happened? And Grant from Ashley, basically the same question. Uh... We made a knife. 
Ah <laughs> oh, shit, we haven't we haven't even told Emery and Magpie what's going on. Fuck. Well they've been uh, busy. Oh god, how do I explain this to Ashley? Fuck. You could tell her it's none of her business. I'm gonna and I then I text to Magpie and Emery. Hey, big uh lot of lot happened today. So we figured out how to kill you know who. And we finished one of the ten things we need. Sorry, totally slipped my mind to keep you updated. Just tell her it's... Uh, I can't say it's wizard shit because she's technically involved with the wizard shit now. <sighs> say it's handled. Tell her not to worry about it. <laughs> Nothing dangerous. Well, you can't say it's, it's, it is dangerous. It is explicitly dangerous. Just so say it's handled. Yeah, I'll say it's, uh, I'll say don't worry about it. It's handled. The response you get is that is absolutely not an acceptable answer. It's the only one you're getting. This is not the end of this discussion. <laughs> you will be informed in due time. Maybe. I don't know. Like, like we li- no, we literally have to walk. We'll have to bring them in at some point. They're going to find out. Well, Ashley might not have to find out. I mean, I've been pushing to tell Ashley and it was shot down. If they find out, they are going to go there and get killed. That was the reason we didn't tell Ashley. Yeah, because she would definitely go straight to boss Arius about this. And uh, that would not end well for the DHEA. Or at least God, I... that was true back then. Yeah. Yeah. I we might to... have to bring them in for this soon, explain the whole situation now that we are in the end game of this. Yeah. But explaining that via text is going to be overcomplicated. It's just like, I'm asking you this one time to trust me. This is okay. I will tell you later. Yeah, I'll just do what basically what it's, it's like... Trust I can't me, this explain one, it through a text. I can't explain it through a text. Uh, I will explain later. Just trust me on this. For once, now I'm not saying for once in your goddamn life. I'll start reading that se- that secondary text. Because <laughs> she's trusted me plenty of times. All right, we're definitely going to have to reinforce the wards before doing that again here. I want to think of what attention that called besides. <laughs> Tell her if she drops the subject, I'll give her her gun back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Roxanne says if you drop the subject, she'll give you your gun back. You get a selfie of her with an identical gun. Ah, too Two bad. Two guns. Too bad, Roxanne. Well, I guess I'll just have to take that one, too. <laughs> oh, please. Please do so. Oh, please God, do so. I've been teaching her magic. Hold on. Can I ask? Colin, is your idea that Ashley's blood is going to be necessary in an in-character idea? Yeah, actually. I mean, that's probably likely. Yeah. What makes you think that? Because you are you. 
You wouldn't have made her such a major character if you didn't intend. Well, we to need uh, like an antagonist, but we're speaking in character. Why does Grant think that, not my players? Okay, because mostly because things have been leading up to the fact that most of this blood stuff is people who are important to us or they are either us or important and close to us and Ashley has gotten pretty important and close to at least Grant so Grant thinks that she might be a candidate it is not a it is not a 100% oh she is this particular person that we've learned about uh it is a you know what one of these might fit her so I'm so we got three unknowns here, and we got three unknowns. And Grant is like kind of working on the theory that she might be one, but he's not one hundred percent sure. Like an honest to god reason might be because the blind air seems to be setting up for us to have met everyone we need already. Yeah, there is a little bit of a game of chess happening here. Yeah. So which it's like on your on your Pepe Silva board on list of people whose blood we need. Ashley is a maybe. There's like, it's like, says Ashley Arius, and then in parentheses, there's a question mark. What of the adversary? (sighs) All right. Oh, we still got to do one last thing. I never finished my gear upgrade. (laughs) All right. Tell me how that goes. I mean, all right, so... Uh, do we want to do a time wiper since we already got the... F- let's, yeah, let's put everyone back. Let's put Margaret back. We all have some pizza. I got, like, cheese and pep- one cheese and one pepperoni, one sausage, and then just, like, one veggie. Yeah. Just a pile of comfort food after the day y'all have had. Yep. And then just, like, a couple of days later, I'm putting wards back up, trying to strengthen them... And I'm just like checking my generator. I'm still, we're still running off the excess power that I accumulated from that whole incident. And it just like occurs to me, oh, I have that fucking ingot. Hmm. Wonder if, because like explicitly the Wolverine clause was the prototype for figuring out how to make that without slicing up the inside of the arm. So, yeah, so... How complicated do you want this to be? I figure this could actually just be incredibly simple. You work the wretch claw or around the edge of your blade. Yeah, I've got, like, some boards that'll make it so it doesn't like immediately cut through if it gets jostled around in there, but it's still an incredibly dangerous. Oh, yeah. So, what that's going to mean for your weapon is that you're getting the ignore armor tag. You are also getting a far tag, but you have to roll weird first to use it. Nice. Let me just add that to the gear then. I have a proper weapon of a champion. However, the far shot does not have ignore armor. 
Yeah, I remember that because you were cutting the space, not the act. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll make the shot a separate thing. Okay, so yeah. So, that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, it was quite a lot. Many things happened. Yeah. It was, um... I did say it's probably going to be the most important downtime. And I hope I delivered on that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. We had to convince someone who was absolutely sure that it was right to kill 7 billion people that no. Well, I mean, we had to, like, wake this person up and then convince them, hey, tell us how to kill your husband. Wake me up inside. So, next time it's a hunt, it's going to be the Halloween hunt gonna see uh, that Grant doesn't get to enjoy his birthday again, hon. We have to go kill a Frankenstein. Rip in peace, nerd. <laughs> we have to go hunt the Dullahan. It's time for some spooky, scary skeletons. I forgot to fucking change my Twitter tag for Halloween. <laughs> you just reminded me of that, because I always do spooky, scary simian. So, we are... I keep saying this, but we're coming down to the very end of the campaign. Mm-hmm. This hunt is the first of the final four. Oh, does that March mean... Madness, baby! After this one. Okay, after Colin, this one. All right, all right. Is when you all get a gear upgrade. You all are getting two more pieces of gear. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah, because you know, I'm giving them to you every four hunts, but mm-hmm. The, the next one in this bunch of four is Adel. I'm not going to be having a new hunt after that. So yeah. I'm giving you your Christmas present one hunt early. Aww. Yay. So look forward to that, folks at home. Speaking of, I hope you all enjoyed this. It was a rough one. It was a rough one for all of us. Yeah. I... You should put like a disclaimer at the beginning yeah. of this. Get a cup of tea, a blanket. I'm gonna. And any of you who got through that, uh, good job. Maybe some biscotti. Go do what you gotta do if you need to feel better. Yeah. Just, uh, Next time we're going back to some, well, it, it's not going to be a full joke time hunt, but I feel like we're all definitely going to be hitting the comedy hard on that one. All right. So have a good night. Good night. Be safe. <laughs>